0: Yeah. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast. You are a source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Friday. I'm your host Andrea Renee, joined by Miss Christine Steimer. Hello, good to see you. Yes, I like this shirt. Oh, thank you. And Miss Brittany Braunbacher also here. Hello. How are you doing, Britt?
1: I'm good. I'm in a land. I far, also like far your away. shirt. I oh, thank you. Thank you. Do you, do you, do
2: you... <laughs> oh dear. So I'm oh, so, so spicy.
1: <laughs> but do you like my little green
2: co-host? Yes, um, your piccolo is great. Yes. Thank
0: you. Uh, I, first, I was going to say that it's distracting, but it's very on brand for you. Thank you. So I'll allow it. I mean, it's he nice. wasn't. She's going to be like,
2: you need to take that off immediately.
0: You can
1: reach through and try to take my boy away from me, Andrea or Renee, but you can't. Technology <gasps> no. doesn't let you do that yet.
0: I won't take your your pickle cloud-wearing friend away. Pickle cloud-wearing <laughs> <laughs> His cloud cape. The cotton top. I don't know. It was a weird shirt, but it was funny. <laughs> um thank you so much for joining us everybody whether this is your first episode of what's good games or your 142nd episode oh my god we're glad that you are here (laughs) oh boy and it is going to be a fun week we have some announcements to get into right off the top here pax east has unveiled their schedule that's right the what's good games live panel returns to boston On Saturday, February 29th, because it's leap year. Did you guys know it was leap year?
1: Yeah, because there's Uh, like 29 days this month, and that's super rare.
0: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It only happens every Uh, four years. years. So 5 p.m. Eastern Time is when the panel kicks off. Unfortunately, friends, we are not in a live streaming room this year, but we will be video recording and audio recording the panel and making sure that we upload it so everybody can see it after the fact. So if you are in Boston and are planning to come to PAX, we hope to see you at the panel, again, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, February 29th. Don't worry, we're going to be posting it all over the social medias in the weeks to come. Plus, we have locked in Friday, February 28th, for the What's Good Games meetup. You do not need a PAX East badge to come to that. We'll be unveiling those details very soon. Soon T M. And it's all ages, I believe. Yes, it is. We did an all ages event last year, and it will be all ages again this year, and it will be Friday in the evening time. Not late. Think like happy hour
2: time. Yeah, because I go to bed early, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I can't be bothered. We
0: have to
1: make sure we work our official meetup around Steimer's sleep schedule
2: you really yes. do <laughs> okay. it's very
0: important <laughs> I think about these things you know I can't be having a meet up from 10 to midnight Stimer oh my would god never I, would show not up. I
2: would not go <laughs> <laughs> I just wouldn't be there you could get a cardboard cut out of me <laughs> do you
0: remember the, the year that we put Alexa Ray's face on like a chair yeah um, I can't remember which show was that was it was
1: Pax West I, don't I don't remember, remember this because I went through hell to get her picture printed out it was like a 10 yep. step process but I printed like 10 or 15 things of alexa i think we put someone's
0: backpack on the some in the audience yeah in the
1: audience and then (laughs) someone put a backpack on the panel table and then we taped her face to the backpack so it was like she was a panelist it was a good time
0: it was um alexa ray will not be part of our pax east panel but miss rihanna manuel will be we're very excited to announce that she's going to be joining us um in pax um east in boston is i think what i meant to say there and she's fantastic if you guys Don't know about Rihanna. We've done some stuff with her in the past. She's been a featured guest on the show. Uh, We did some stuff with her at PAX West. She's all around like a very lovely, fantastic person. Um, And you guys should get to know her. She's great. At Rihanna tweets now, I believe is her handle on Twitter. Let me double check. Checking the Twitter. I'm pretty sure. Yes, Rihanna tweets now. So check her out. Follow her and uh, come say hi at PAX. It'll be great. And Brittany, yo. Did you hear the good news about next week? I heard the good news next
1: week because I was perusing through our show notes. Uh, Alana Pierce (laughs) will be joining us next week, which is fantastic news.
0: Yeah, we're excited to have Alana back on the show. Um, For those of you who don't know, she is based here in Los Angeles, and so she's going to be coming down to the studio and be recording with us. We're really excited to have her back. It's been quite some time since we had her on the show. It's been... Probably almost a year, maybe? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. It's been a while. Because we had her guest on the show a week that I was out of town and before oh. she moved to Los Angeles when she was still in San Francisco. Oh, then, yeah. It's, she's definitely been it in was, LA for like a year. Because I remember,
1: I, we shot the show. I shot the show in your, the old studio in San Francisco. Um, and then cause I, I guest-hosted on Kind of Funny the next day. And that was the episode that we were talking about Dragon Ball Z characters
0: that we would bang.
2: That's right. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. I remember this. That was oh. a good bit.
0: We'll have to, uh, we'll have to take a walk down memory lane with uh, Alana when she's here next week, but we're excited to have her be our first official guest on the weekly show in the studio. It's going to be a great time. And then, um, you know, it's going to be more special guests to come in the future. To be announced. Thank you to this month's Patreon producers, Chewy's Godson, Alex Rogopoulos, Faris Ate, Mohamed Mohamed, Marcus Brown, and Robert Adams. And welcome to our Patreon community, Antoine Alexander Theralt, mm. Eric, Andrew Smith, Pineapple Belongs on Pizza, hell yes it does, <laughs> Noah Sternman, <laughs> Natalie Thomas, Josh Fugate, Bradley Llewellyn, Similora, Similora, I don't know if I said that right. Jonathan Zanzarov. There's a lot of fun names this week. Thank you so much to you guys for signing up at patreon.com slash what's good gains. As a reminder, the week that you sign up, you will get a shout out. And we are doing our mythic members shout outs at the end of the show because we have our Patreon produced segment coming up and it's going to be a fun one. I think it's going to stir some... Interesting discourse, and I think I already know one of Steimer's games Yeah, that she's gonna talk I about. I mean,
2: it. I'm like the easiest person in the world. <laughs> to cast. Very consistent. It's except when my brain goes on a weird Donkey Kong cart ride.
1: Ah, oh, that was a good reference. Or good, you know, uh, whatever the fuck that's called.
0: I had a perfect visual representation for what you meant. <laughs> yeah. Like perfect visual yeah. representation. <laughs> All right, Brittany. Yo. Do we have some new podcast reviewers?
1: We have one. From uh, um, Pifo Cat. That is Pf- yeah, Pf- great Pf- cat Anyway, yes. Thank you for leaving us a five star review, and I want to give a special shout out to Icky Coper <laughs> for his articulate one star review. <clears throat> Complete trash. So ah, yeah.
2: yes, yeah. I mean, I've I did post that gif on Twitter once. I'm trash. There you go. I don't really
1: So thank I you. Can't argue.
2: I've already said it.
1: Thanks to lovely people like Focat Cat, uh, that cancel out articulate humans like Icky Coper.
2: Thank you,
0: articulate. I mean, Icky really put a lot of time into their one star review. Yes, just complete very trash. thoughtful contemplation about why we're only one star. <laughs> it's great. Anyway, I'm trash. I, I don't mind being trash. I'll be trash with you, Stimer. Yeah, come into the garbage. Trash. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> All right, let's get into the news this week, shall we? Yes. And this week the news is brought to you by Manscaped. That's my breaking news in like It was really good. I joined you kind of. It's not bad. We used to do that every day on kind of funny games daily and I would always make fun of Barrett because he would always do 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 and miss a do doo but I guess mine's not Oh, you can't miss the doo-doos breaking news this important psa is brought to you by manscaped.com this is your pubic service announcement after more than 18 months of research and development the manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created this new trimmer was just released only moments ago and we are the first to confirm the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 manscaping trimmer is now available for purchase This third-generation Manscaped trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Now, listen, we've been talking about Manscaped uh, for a while at What's Good Games, and we know that you guys love these ads uh, just as much as we love reading them, and that's because the product actually works. So if you guys have used the Lawnmower 2.0, it's an easy transition because it's the same replacement blade, but with a new and improved skin-safe technology. And when we tell you this is premium, we mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, If you have those really long showers where you want to take an extra long shave, Mm
2: -hmm. 90 minutes,
0: maybe just a tad excessive, but you never know what's going on in the shower. Maybe you're... Having a nice, you know, watch-along with your favorite Disney movie. Who who could Mm. say? One of the coolest new features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, so not to disturb your neighbors. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud, because this intelligently designed stand is now a rapid charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to me speak right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Your balls deserve it. Trim that junk of yours, everybody. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code What's Good at manscaped.com. As always, your balls will thank you, as will your partner. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code What's Good at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at dot and use that code, what's good. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn- couldn't resist. That was good. Uh, thanks, Manscaped. Brittany, do you <laughs> want to read this first story or do you want me to read it so you can react to it? Yeah, that that okay
2: yes, <clears throat> not the way you that
0: <laughs> this report is written up via IGN and they write Resident Evil 8 will also be first person question mark Capcom is currently working on a remake of Resident Evil 3 but there hasn't been any details about the next mainline Resident Evil game following 2017's Resident Evil 7 until now at least in which a new report suggests Capcom will return to the first person format for the next horror entry according to the YouTube channel Resident of evil, Resident Evil 8 will follow in Resident Evil 7's footsteps and keep the first-person perspective. Eurogamer has heard similar details from sources familiar with Capcom. Resident Evil 7's first-person perspective was a novel approach to a series that has mostly stayed in the third person. It also mostly worked, giving Resident Evil a fresh take after years of what fans would consider missteps. Recently, Capcom has largely spent its time working on the Resident Evil remakes, and those have reverted to the series' traditional third-person perspective. Games like Resident Evil 2 and the upcoming Resident Evil 3 make all remake, excuse me, all utilize the classic perspective, albeit on the shiny RE engine. Brittany is uh, is dancing. Is that a dance, or are you just of doing double it's a thumbs dance? Up? Don't
1: I doesn't it look like an <laughs> elegant dance, Andrea?
0: Come on. It does. Other details from Residents of Evil include how Resident Evil 8 will mark the return of RE7 protagonist Ethan Winters as well as Chris Redfield, presumably with his new design. There are also some details about potential <laughs> enemies, including some non-zombies like werewolves and female ghosts that chase you through a castle and a village environment. Oh boy. IGN has reached out to Capcom asking for comment, but the company declined to comment on rumors. We're
1: going like
2: down a to walk. Like a banshee?
1: We're going down a walk, ladies and gentlemen, and take a sip of whiskey. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell, <laughs> tell me about no, 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 the ghosts
2: no. and the werewolves.
1: Okay. So we got to take it back to the 22nd of January when this rumor first kind of appeared. So it started you with... you say it
2: appeared like an apparition in the night?
1: Uh, that comes later. No, <laughs> But close. That was good summer. Okay. So January 22nd. Aesthetic, Aesthetic Gamer, who is like a well-known leaker of Resident Evil rumors, posted on Twitter... That the original RE8 has been in development since 2016. It was paused in 2017 due to RE2 and the remake and Resident Evil 7 DLC. But then that six months ago, it was scrapped and rebooted. And that another Resident Evil game is coming next year, but it's not Resident Evil 8. Okay. So that came out the 22nd. Next year meaning?
2: This year. 2021. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right.
1: So we're getting RE3 this year supposedly according to him another game or her i'm not sure who it is next year but that game next year is not going to be a remake or re8 okay so then fast forward six days later until the 28th so this is a rumor from someone totally random but apparently the person they reported the rumor to verified or something happened and that's where we get into this weird werewolfy kind of rumor so this rumor or the rumor that came from this person was that RE8 will be first person again featuring Ethan Winters to be set in a snowy environment, medieval Castle, or so I think in Europe just like we read. Chris Redfield will return, zombies are back, the molded are gone. And then later, I said a gamer came back and said that enough dots line up for this to probably be true, but this is the scrapped version from 6 to 7 months ago that had been worked on since 2017. So there's a chance that this B movie Chris Redfield and like Werewolfy thing could come to fruition in the version of a different game, but this is not going to, it's not going to be the game that comes out next year. And apparently Chris Redfield did get a redesign, which is fantastic. So why does all this matter? Okay, so first of all, Chris Redfield, if you have finished RE7, uh well i'm gonna talk i can talk about that right that was 2017 sure why okay. not of
0: course yeah
2: okay well so you're talking about his character
1: model. spoilers well it's a big deal that he shows up at the end of it because oh. he's a franchise longtime character we haven't seen from him Is in he a bit big beefy boy he's the big boy that you see in re5 like all muscles yeah yeah, yeah. so if you look it at his like kid,
2: gears of war yeah
1: character. so if you look up resident evil 7 chris redfield if you look at his model he looks so vastly different that even when I finished RE7 for the first time, and you know, it was like, I'm Redfield, Chris Redfield, or however he said it. I don't think he did the James Bond thing. Uh, I was like, <laughs> i <I'm> Rid- <laughs>
2: Redfield, Chris Redfield.
1: I didn't even know if that was actually him. And it's even more confusing because he flies in on a blue umbrella logo, which... Oh my God, wait, like Mary Poppins? No. <laughs> oh.
0: That would be hysterical. I was like,
1: what? <laughs> I love you. Like, uh, no, okay. You said he flew in on a blue umbrella. What am I supposed to think? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, sorry. <laughs> a helicopter with a... Okay, okay, so, okay.
2: there you go. Um, the there we go. It's a helicopter, helicopter with a... Sentence. <laughs>
1: I can't get the image of Chris floating down on the blue <laughs> umbrella. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: Redfield. Chris Redfield.
1: Do, 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 And then he lands. Okay. Welcome, children. One and all. <laughs> <laughs> no he so okay it's a helicopter with a blue umbrella logo and chris redfield steps out and it's like you look nothing like that like who even are you and i think it was ray i was talking to our friend ray uh and we're like who is this guy is this even it?" because the game hadn't released yet and no one really knew what was going on
0: so you're fact... talking about one ray carcillo Car...
1: yeah i am one way fantastic human so the fact that he's getting a redesign would make a lot of sense the new design of him does not look anything like him but again, going back to the rumors. But like,
2: how? Like, is he real skinny? Yeah. So, if
1: if Andrew can show you, I don't know if you have it up, but yeah, if you look at RE, yes, if let you me look pull at Chris up. Redfield from RE5, then Chris Redfield from RE7, you'll see that it's like, who are you, sir? You're an imposter. I didn't know if he was like an imposter, or if he was some undercover spy. I don't know. <laughs> imposter. He was crazy. So, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, speaking about Chris, according to Aesthetic Gamer, the game coming out next year will feature him and his redesign. Seven. But if it's not a new Resident Evil game, what, it's kind of interesting. Like, what kind of game are we getting next year oh. if it's not a remake and it's not re Are you seeing the comparisons?
0: I mean, yeah, he does look different.
2: He looks different, but he doesn't look...
0: In some of these, like, this looks like, this photo over here looks like he's got
2: blonde hair. Right. Yeah, I'm confused about the color of his hair, I think, mostly.
1: right, right. It's the hair, and he's very muscular in all the other games. At least in five, he is, um, and that's the last. Yeah, one we're and really this seen. one he looks. I mean,
2: he doesn't look <clears throat> real scrawny, but he doesn't look as muscly.
1: Right, and then if you look,
2: he hasn't been hit in the gym. He's been laying you know, off his
0: protein just, shakes. Yeah, he's
2: just taking some time off. He's right, like, working listen, on himself. Mentally. The creatine
0: has done a, a number on his system. He yeah. needs to take a breather. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I, I, I like he's steroids he's,
2: will <laughs> fuck you up.
1: He's also in Resident <laughs> Evil Six, but same like very bulky. Or yeah. In this one, it looks like he's just deflated a little bit. So, anyway, I think a redesign is coming. Um, they're like, I guess we'll put him back on the steroids. Yeah, put, put our People boy back the on the... People miss the muscles. We do miss the muscles and that dreamy face. And then, of course, there's other stuff about weird werewolvy and spirits and medieval castles and whatever. I mean, when I first heard that a couple of days ago, I thought that was... I wasn't surprised by it because Capcom is Capcom, and I think they tend to do some crazy things. And if, there's, if they're actual werewolves... That's a little too off for me for Resident Evil, but if it's like the Resident Evil dogs, but now they're like wolves that have been injected with the virus, that's another, that's a whole other thing because then it kind of makes sense. Zambi wolves. Zambi wolves. But it sounds like if we're believing these rumors from this credited leaker, that we're not really, that's kind of been scrapped. So that's great. Ethan coming back in REA in the first person view, if these rumors are true, and Eurogamer has also spoken with someone about this and they're also the ones who correctly leaked or predicted re3 right before it came out um i think that makes sense i mean i i like the third person view in the old games but i think for the new ver- for the newer games the first person makes more sense and ethan makes sense coming back because he was obviously the protagonist of re7 and if you've played the game you know that there's a very high chance that he is infected with the E, I don't know if you're calling it like the E virus. It's like the new virus that's going down. It's the thing. It's a little girl, Evelyn. It. it anyway. Sure.
2: He's, <laughs> he's not taking Molly is what you're saying. He's
1: not. But if he's in. Right. The problem is, is he escaped the house.
2: <laughs> I like that that took Andrea a minute. Such a specific reference.
1: <laughs> Maybe he is. I don't know what Ethan does in his personal life. I don't Listen, know.
0: Listen, he just likes to get down on the weekends. Okay.
1: Maybe he does. I don't know. I mean, he can. That's fine. He's had a rough <laughs> life. So his wife was missing for three years. Turns out she was transporting a bioweapon. Turns out the bioweapon thought that she was the mom, and it was just a whole thing.
0: I mean, this is just standard stuff, right? It's pretty
1: standard for yeah. Resident Evil. Yeah, turns big...
2: out something terrible happened.
0: So because I, I think the the story <laughs>
1: of Resident Evil is, has to follow something other than the T virus. It sounds like they're going with the E, whatever virus, but which basically virus. I don't. It's like a a e-... part of virus. <laughs> it's not the E virus. I'm making that up. It's E something because the little girl is Evelyn and she's made to look like she's 10 years old but what she actually does because she blends in with like the community and people around her is she leaks out these little spores that then she can mind
2: control people that's disgusting yeah but
1: she's made to look like a you know an innocent little child so she can get real close to people but she has this fixture on I don't the like kids get
2: close to me I'm glad that this is you know reiterated my, <laughs> <laughs> reiterated my stance on that
1: credit baby girl is long gone I hope I don't know if there's more of her made I don't know if they've ever talked about that but the idea is, is that Ethan, the main character of RE7, has the virus within him, and now he has left the house, and now he's probably going to like either turn into something or spread it to others, and that's probably where RE8 is going to pick up.
2: Now you are the spore virus distributor. That's right. Anyhow. What if they change the game, to so It's like, just infect as many people as possible. I mean, Yeah. She'll, Wouldn't that be scary?
1: It's funny you say that, because in RE7, there's she wants to have a family. And her idea of a family is to infect as many people as possible and have everyone under her mind control.
2: I mean, that's one way to have it's a family. Ca- <laughs> that's like somebody who kidnaps people and puts them in their basement. And they're like, you are my family. This kind of reminds that's me a little exactly bit of like Queen RE7 Mira
0: means. in Gears, right? Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But yes, I mean, RE7 is basically all about keeping people captured in their little Louisiana home and being the family. So you're not far. Uh, yeah. E necrotoxin. Sound good. No, 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 no. no, 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 no Wait, it's, what? I'm trying to find the what the, oh, the official. Oh, trying to find the, name. the Yeah, e I ne- looked
0: it up too, and I couldn't find an official name in like a quick search.
1: It's called the E type Bioweapon. Yeah, I'm sure. E-type I know there's an bio-weapon. actual weapon. Someone let me know. I'm sure someone will.
2: And I'm yeah. sure uh, quite a few people from the interwebs are, get, are pushing up their glasses, well, being like, "Well, actually, actually you know. it's me." <laughs>
1: It is called the Molly, Varys, and it makes <laughs> Molly <party> virus. Hard. <laughs> I love you. Uh, I
0: love anyway, it. Anyway,
1: that's all the Resident Evil shenanigans. Sounds like this game is still a long ways off if it really did get scrapped six to seven months ago.
0: But Yeah, and obviously Capcom I think is smart enough to know that they should not release two Resident Evil games in the same year. That would be not mm-hmm. wise. That would be a lot of evil.
1: It looks like it's mold fungus. I don't understand what the fuck this bitch Wait, has. Wait, what? This little girl. I don't know. She oh, a girl. She's just, she, she just made of fungus. She just secretes spores and fungus everywhere. She just off it's a fine. tree and walked out into the world. Don't worry about it. world's great. All right.
0: Let's move on to the next story, shall we? Next up, we've got Google breaks Stadia Silence to announce two games coming to Stadia Pro in February. This write-up comes from Eurogamer. Google has broken its Stadia Silence to announce Guilt and Metro Exodus are the free games coming to Stadia Pro in February. Guilt, of course, is a Stadia exclusive, and Stadia's only current exclusive. From Rhyme developer Tequila Works And Metro Exodus is for a game's excellent post-apocalyptic adventure. One of my favorite games from 2019. Stadia Pro is the premium subscription offering for Google's streaming service. If you didn't know, it costs £8.99 in the UK or 9 99 a month here in the United States. Although three months is free if you get the Stadia Premier Edition. Those three months are about to expire if you got Stadia at launch, by the way. For that, of course, you'll get access to a handful of free games, resolution up to 4K, and discounts on some titles. The other games in the Stadia Pro library are Destiny 2 The Collection, Farming Simulator 19 Platinum Edition, Samurai Showdown, Thumper, and Rise of the Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider and Samurai Showdown leave Stadia Pro at the end of January. And that's it. For the Stadia update, (laughs) owners, of course, have started to grumble at the lack of updates from Google. Its previous update came in the middle of January when it promised more than 10 Stadia timed exclusives by July 2020 and more than 120 games coming to Stadia in 2020. Google has yet to name these games, however. Still absent is the ability to play in 4K in a browser any assistant functionality whatsoever, the ability to use Stadia on a non-Pixel Android phone, use Stadia on any iOS phone, family sharing, or a release date for Stadia Base, the free version of Stadia. So Hmm. just as a refresher, and because Stimer had never seen it, we watched the Google Stadia launch trailer before starting to record tonight. (laughs) And it was a very stark reminder of, just how dissonant it feels between where Stadia's messaging was and where the response from the community was.
2: And I don't well, want... where the product was.
0: Right, no, exactly. And I don't want to make this, you know, a whole story about, you know, bashing on Stadia's shortcomings. We've already discussed them at length on our show. But I think it's important to kind of point out that... They've made an announcement and that they're announcing these games coming to Stadia Pro, much like, you know, PlayStation just announced the games coming to PlayStation Plus for the month of February and everybody else is announcing theirs, Xbox and, and so on. But I think that it's really an interesting and a little bit troubling proposition that they're putting games that were for purchase you know, not that long ago now for free. Whereas when you look at games that are being offered on like a PlayStation plus, they're typically games that have been out for a year or at least like six months before PlayStation will be like, oh, now you get it for free because otherwise you're really crimping on the consumer base being like, Hey, I just bought this like a month ago and now it's free. I think it's a little bit of a different conversation when games get discounted after launch, because I think that it's something that consumers are prepared for and used to, in the kind of economy of games being released is that, yeah, if you buy the game on launch, you're going to pay full price. And if you wait like a month or two, you're probably going to get a discounted. I mean, some games obviously never go on discount, but most do. But for free, like two months afterwards, that seems, I don't know, unreasonable. Do you think that I'm being too difficult? Do you think that that is reasonable or unreasonable?
2: I don't know if reasonable is the word that I would use at all. What would you use? Whether or not it's tilting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it would be an annoyance. Um, but at the same time, I think if you buy anything day one, you are well aware that you're kind of going to get. Not the short of the stick, but you're like buying it to be part of that launch window and that conversation. That's why. Or you're just like such a giant fan of that game. You want to support those developers and give them all your money. So um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be like, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, or like, depending on your budget and how much money you have, you might be like, son of a gun. Well, I hate you.
1: Since guilt <laughs> is the only, I think, exclusive right now on Stadia. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the free ones being offered. So I moseyed on over to the Google Stadia subreddit. Um, Imran, uh, what's his last name? Khan? Yeah. Khan, there we mm-hmm. go. He was tweeting about the subreddit. And I said, oh yeah, I forgot. Forgot about that little Google Stadia and its little community. So I I hopped into it. And it's honestly very fascinating to go through all the posts on here. Because like you were saying, Andrea, I feel like if um, a game had just been on sale, right? And it was like the platform exclusive. And then two months later, or however long it's been, it goes for free. I think if I'm thinking about a, a Reddit in the gaming community, I feel like that would be the topic of many conversations. But it's not even on the front page. I search for guilt and it's not even mentioned on here. And
2: the people here are Did very calm. Com- people didn't buy it, but maybe uh, like you can't get mad if you didn't buy the thing.
0: Oh no, I, I, I agree. Honestly, it. guilt guilt was not my focus here. It was Metro Exodus because uh, I absolutely think Metro Exodus is a game worth buying. But I think that if I had purchased it. Uh, you know, f- uh, full price on Stadia knowing that the Stadia release was months after its initial launch release, right? But it was new on Stadia and then they made it free. I would be pretty frustrated that I paid, you know, the full Stadia price for it and then
2: they made it free mm-hmm. like the next month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. So, I mean, I think that they need to get, I mean, number one, they obviously need to get a lot better at all forms of their communication. But I think – laying out better plans for that will will make it a little bit more palatable when these things happen. Yeah, thanks.
1: But yeah, like I was saying, the subreddit is very... They're very calm, cool, and collected. They, I get the sense that this is a group, a community of people who really like the technology, really believe in it, and it works for them. A lot of people... There's a thread, and I was looking through all the reasons why people say why they love Stadia, and it was a lot of, you know, I'm, I am I <clears throat> have a kid now, you know, I still love video games, but it's just more convenient to play on the go or however I can. My consoles are in the basement. and I don't want to go down there, so it sounds like it's a convenience thing for some people. Oh, no. Like these are like legit reasons. Like, oh, I don't, I don't want I go don't to go down there. Don't want the to go down the basement. I've seen there. too many scary movies. Maybe you have spirits down there. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people who said you know I used to play games all the time. But I just don't have the time really anymore or the resources. So Stadia is a convenient way for me to get some of the games that are new, hip, and popular. And it all just seems like they're very like chill people who just kind of want answers, but they're not raging i think in the way that we are accustomed to seeing and a couple of days ago there hasn't was a like post in the, the broad subreddit mod-
2: broad mainstream yet though
1: sorry what i couldn't hear after
2: that oh i was saying i think it's because it hasn't hit like you're talking about a very like small insulated community at this point i'm saying usually when you see all the vitriol it's it's a much wider audience well there's fifty six ex-
1: fifty six thousand members so i mean that's enough for like a nasty online community right <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's so sad but true
2: well actually (laughs)
1: actually uh anywho someone made a post a couple days ago and it has nine thousand upvotes and it says stadium has officially gone 40 days without a new game announcement or release feature update or real community update it has been out for 69 days it's time we demand better Mm, it's time we demand Uh better they're
2: getting the pitchforks they're getting ready they're
1: starting to but then i was reading through this and, you know, again, calm, cool, collected conversations for the most part. Of course, you have your like weirdos. Uh, but then reading through people were upset that the quote gaming media took this Reddit post and, and spun it into an LOLOL Stadia sucks. That was kind of the general consensus that I heard from a, a what I read from a lot of people. And they're frustrated. So it's interesting. It sounds like they they're they want answers, but they're like kind of kindly knocking at the door. And they're like, hey, this is kind of what we want. And they feel like begging oh, beg your pardon. beg your pardon, sir. And they yeah, feel like we're over here on the sideline just completely bashing it and calling it trash and saying it's worthless and terrible. And I think that just comes from, you know, like we we're talking about that commercial. And I quoted it in the very beginning that Stadia launch commercial starts out with the newest most logic defining mind-bending absurd gaming platform on earth forget boxes forget consoles just your game and your screens and then later it says unlike consoles city doesn't take up any space so i think it's the fact you know we've talked about this like you said they marketed it one way but it sounds like the people who are really enjoying this are just kind of you know the casual folk and they're like hey this is cool it works for us
0: And for the record, I don't think Stadia is trash. I've enjoyed playing it when I can get it to work and with the games, you know, that I'm not playing on other platforms. You know, I've primarily used it to play Darksiders Genesis because it's only available on PC right now because the console launch for other versions is happening next month. But I... Just get frustrated that as a platform, you know, they promoted all of these really cool features that I was excited to use as a consumer. And then a lot of them still haven't been announced or revealed yet and that they just haven't been communicative with their audience about when those features are coming. And that to me is the unacceptable part of it that You promise these features and then here we are three months from launch and you still haven't talked about when you're going to add things like iOS devices for crying out loud. I mean,
3: there's
0: (laughs) so many iOS users that would want to be using Stadia, but you can't, you know, and same for Android. Android is even a bigger market share and you can only use a pixel. And I understand like during the launch window, they needed to work out the kinks, but I would think by now that that would have been worked out or at least there would be some messaging around when those things are coming. Like, Hey, we're working on it. We expect launch, you know, spring 2020 or we expect to add family sharing, you know, by summer 2020 something. And they have just been very silent on a lot of these feature sets. And that's, that's my, that's my kind of take on it is that I really am looking forward to 2020 being the year that stadia makes a big splash, and it's like, hey, we botched our launch, we probably should have waited until 2020, but we're here now, everybody, and look at it, it's cool, it's finally up and running, but I don't, we haven't gotten anything from Google to indicate that that's, that's, that's going to be the case. Yeah, I don't expect a splash,
1: personally, but that's,
0: yeah. it's, just, it's tough because now we're in a year where we're getting a brand new Xbox and a brand new PlayStation, so... But you don't want stuff in your house. I mean, I have plenty of stuff already in my house, I so I don't I don't mind. I don't mind a new box. I'm good.
2: <laughs> no, no. I I don't really either, but that's fine. This is fine.
0: Everything's fine. Is it is. Fine. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye out for those Stadia exclusives and those 120 games coming this year. And when we find out about them, you will find out about them too.
2: <laughs> Indeed.
0: Now let's talk about another weird story in gaming news this week that kind of left a lot of people scratching their heads with the question, why? Atari is planning construction of gaming hotels for U.S. locations. Brittany, would you like to read this news? I would. This comes from
1: Destructoid. And a peculiar bit of news, Atari has revealed plans to enter the hospitality business with the announcement of a number of branded gaming hotels to be built in eight U.S. cities. Construction is expected to begin this year, and we'll see the one-of-a-kind video game-themed destinations pop up in Phoenix, Austin, Chicago, Denver, Las Vegas, San Francisco, San Jose, and Seattle. We are thrilled to partner. (coughs) We are thrilled to partner with GSD Group and North Studio to build the first ever Atari branded hotels across the United States. Together, we'll build a space that will be much more than just a place to stay," said Atari CEO Fred Oh God Chesnace Chesnace. And in, a, sure. in a statement, quote, Atari is an iconic global brand that resonates with people of all ages, countries, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds, and we cannot wait for our fans and their families to enjoy this new hotel concept. Each hotel will, figure, will feature game rooms, house consoles, as well as AR and VR setups, while Atari is hoping some of the bigger locations will be used as venues for tournaments and esports events. Alongside the gaming paraphernalia, the hotels will also include facilities such as meeting rooms, gyms, restaurants, bars, and movie theaters, as well as a place to rest your weary head. Because all of this sounds almost too sensible, Atari has released an artist's interpret- impression of a typical hotel, which literally has a 10-story neon Atari logo it on the side. You can find out more details on the Atari Hotel Project over on the company's brand new website, which is atarihotels.com. So, I inserted a picture of the hotel in the show notes
0: oh yes i will show Steimer. So i was just looking up um this gsd group to see what other hotels they have underneath their portfolio and i on a quick post i can't or a quick search i'm having trouble finding it because all, all i'm seeing is like the atari news Let's scroll up Um, here's the most recent news. <laughs> the most recent news is the Atari <laughs> hotels. Go
2: figure. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> Turns out this is a new hotel management. <laughs> yeah, so,
0: I mean, the hotel looks like a standard hotel with just the kind of like that Atari swoop mm-hmm. in neon mm-hmm. on the outside. And then I'm down the sides. And I was trying to find out if the group is going to be overtaking Current hotels from a different brand or a different chain, and then essentially just like reskinning them as mm. the Atari hotels, and to figure out like why they would pick two of the locations in the Bay Area specifically, knowing just how expensive real estate development is in.
2: Cause that's where all the nerds live, <laughs> Silicon <laughs> True. Valley.
1: Got to stay in the Atari hotel, guys. No, this is uh, interesting. Maybe that little Atari console that they're working on—they don't expect to make too much money and maybe they blew it all so now they, they have they're to, gonna make it
2: back on these hotels. they're gonna try to make know. it back on
1: hotels i mean i don't know i would stay in one but it's just- it looks
2: cool i mean i like the visual design of it obviously i don't really go uh, i don't know that i would like go out of my way to stay in one um but i would if there was one in la i would just go like check out the lobby see what it's got see what sort of food it's got there
0: <laughs> yeah I mean, this is just it's- such an interesting concept i just yeah. don't I, I don't understand why Atari is going this brand, do, going this way. Do you think it's just one of the executives inside is having like a Richard Branson moment where he's like, I just want to diversify my investment into all these different sectors. Just like Virgin became like jets and then it became hotels and then it became all, like rockets and all these other yeah. things. Trains. I mean, maybe. I, this Ooh, is...
2: They should definitely be. Why is Atari not doing spacecraft? <laughs>
1: Dude, Simmer,
2: yes, Come on. seems like a shoe in. Yeah, I know.
1: I think, yeah, I think that's this is what that is. It's like, hey, our video games are they were great, and some of them are still great. Lost in like nostalgia. the name brand
2: is, yeah, yeah, still very recognizable. So how
1: can we capitalize on this while we can?
2: got uh, yeah, the hotel part's a head scratcher just because when I think of Atari, I'm not like, yeah, I want to stay there. Yeah, but no, exactly. I don't know. But, like, I don't know. They could be cool. If they have, like, cool neon shit inside, it might be neat to walk around and see. I mean.
1: Uh, yeah. And it I sounds like they want to have tournaments held there and everything. So, I mean. That but could... will they
2: have VR porn in your room? I mean. Oh. Because that's what they'll make all of their money After is if they allow questions. you to do that. Right? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, then you could be like, you know, I've got a business trip to the Atari <laughs> hotel. I will be in my <laughs> and room. It's because I need to get away from my family for a minute. <laughs> And I need to explore the realms of the virtual reality porn. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to cost an arm and a leg. But I'm going to expense it back. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I mean. Just, I don't know. That's all. Just on.
0: line item bill it as room service. Or yes. Something, exactly. Right? Pretend mm-hmm. like
2: it's food. You're all good. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like that. Honestly, if they did that, that could be giant business. it
0: would be smart. Just saying. It, it would be <laughs> potentially giant business that would come at the cost of tarnishing their family-friendly brand. Uh, no, because you
2: keep that shit secret. Nobody talks about it. I mean, oh, that's so it's like not the friend. way the world Sweep works in 2020, though. Oh. See, Samurai, mean, I got people- you.
1: It, it's like a safe front. Like, I'm gonna go stay at the family-friendly mm-hmm. Atari hotel and, at and the watch them VR porn. Hotel. Yeah.
2: But then on all the secret subreddits, that's where they're like, guys, guys, the oh, good VR yeah. porn is here. You <laughs> <laughs> gotta go stay at the Atari <laughs> hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and all the business people are like, "Fuck yeah, Atari Hotel, let's oh go!" Because like you know, they used to have to go to the strip club, and now you don't. You can just stay in your room. That's get true. Get room service delivered. <laughs> yeah, I mean that makes the hotel way more money. They don't want you to go to the strip club. They want you to stay in your room. Uh,
1: mm. Okay, you gotta stop. <laughs> stop <laughs> Am sp- I wrong? No, stop spilling all of your ideas, then. You no, you're not. people are not this wrong. advice.
2: <laughs> You're not
0: wrong <laughs> at all. Um, it's just I did not anticipate the conversation going this <laughs> direction. Just going to be wrong. clear.
2: Well, welcome to my brain. It's a good it brain. goes down some weird alleys. It's
0: true. It's true. Well, I guess we'll have to take a trip to the first Atari hotel that opens for science and make some content out of it just for you guys here at What's Good Games because mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. Sounds like fun. And then we'll pitch to them Steimers VR our <laughs> I'll be like, idea. you want to make some money? Buy a watch. <laughs> 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 like, listen here, we've got an idea. All right, so that's going to do it for the news for this week. We do have a couple in case you missed it. Oh, yeah. Bullet points. Um, <laughs> shocking nobody. Sony has moved the Uncharted film from a December 18th, 2020 release to a March 5th, 2021 release. But uh, they're still looking for their seventh director. Uh, This was announced in 2009, just as a reminder. Which is bonkers. This movie. Announced 2009. Uh, I don't know how they could keep a release date without a director. But, right, you kind of you know. need
2: someone to make the movie.
0: Being Tom Holland's <laughs> just, just, like, just like chilling. like yeah, just... is, he's
2: probably so sad. He's like, I just want to make this movie while I'm still young enough to do this. I know. I saw someone
1: say, by the time this movie comes out, he'll have to play Sully. Or-
2: oh, oh, I was going to no. say he could play like proper grown-up Nathan Drake. They'll yeah. just be like, we're going to shift the script at this point.
0: <laughs> I don't know if Tom Holland could ever look rugged enough. To play you gotta, older you gotta Nathan stipple, Drake. stipple that facial hair on. He just yeah. doesn't have the. He just doesn't have the like the the facial structure to match.
1: A lot of junk food and drugs mm-hmm. will do a lot
0: to a human. Andrea, wow. I no, mean, he's got no, he's no, like testosterone injections or something. I don't know. Maybe it's because he's still pretty young. He's still he's very young. He still looks so baby faced. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. All right, next up GTA 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2 have reached a combined 150 million units of sales. Let that sink in for a second.
1: Sink into me. I oh, like God, that. That's they, what she
0: said. They,
2: com- they com- oh.
0: combined <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 in here. But then, with the next point, GTA of course is the lion's share of that, with 115 million in sales alone. But I think it is impressive that Red Dead has you know pulled totally. its weight. I think we yeah. all knew that it was going to. It was never going to compete with GTA. Just they're just way too different of franchises. People like cars, not horses. It's it's. I true. thought you say like cars, not
1: horses, and then I was like, oh well, wow, wait,
0: no.
1: both are in both <laughs> games. Both. So. <laughs>
0: Just a different time period. I though. think the gunplay in GTA just is way more fun than the gunplay in Red Dead you because don't like, you don't like loading. your old No, I don't. I don't like it at all. Um, oh. I, I think just the world of GTA is inherently going to be more popular worldwide than Old West. And I think the takeaway though from that story is that Rockstar continues to crush it, and now they're sitting on even more money
2: than they were before. Oh, they yes. are Scrooge McDucking it for reals. It's true.
0: We thought Nintendo had a lot of money. Rockstar mm-hmm. has a lot of money, too. Mm-hmm. I would actually be really curious to see their cash holdings and the differences between them and how how much money. Because Rockstar is, has a lot of sales and has been very successful, but Nintendo's been in the game longer. So they've been like smogging over their pile of gold longer. Smogging? Oh, I get it. Yes. Smog. Nintendo, speaking of which, of Japan has said that they will discontinue repairing the Wii on 3-31-2020, so at the end of this quarter, due to the difficulty of securing (laughs) parts necessary for repair. Aww. Pour one out for the Wii. It's over. It's (laughs) over. I mean, the Wii
1: was discontinued in 2013. Have a Wii on the Wii. But... Despite that, I think now knowing that it's finally like the end is actually here, it's not going to be, you're not going to be able to officially get it repaired by Nintendo. It's just,
2: I read that and I mean. Break it now so that you can ship it in. Yeah, honestly,
1: break that shit and put it in pristine condition. So when you get it back, I'm just saying. No, it's it's weird because I remember like almost like it was yesterday, the hype of the Wii and like the bowling and the Wii sports and even leading up to the Wii. Granted, I was a senior in high school at the time. So that was such a baby 13 years ago, 14 years ago. But it's just kind of a stark reminder of how quickly time goes. I feel like that era was made such a splash and was such an important it. part of video game history. And it's like, well, now that system is like sunsetting officially. And it's just kind of like, wow, we're all
2: getting Go old. Go into that sweet night.
1: Sweet goodbye. You're, goodbye, we. Goodbye. I think just it's last like year, night, moon. Ubisoft was still releasing games on it, Just Dance. 24.
2: they're the only ones though right yeah, i think so <laughs> Yeah, i would also release that game on that platform it's smart people love that shit yeah we
1: you got skipped over entirely which grandma's is just like
0: dancing on the Wii, man mm-hmm. yeah
1: so rip i mean you've been dead for like seven years now or six years but still rip
0: we'll never forget you we and your fantastic Wii moat condoms
1: oh yeah i hated those things everything yeah, they stuck the to them it was gross little fuzzies other ugh.
2: Just like a real condom.
1: Just like a real condom, <laughs> except for you don't have to replace the batteries. Well,
0: no. And on that note, uh, let's yeah, take our first ago. break of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Stick with us. Uh-huh. We'll see you in a minute. What's good everybody? Welcome back to the What's Good Games podcast. It's segment 2, and that's where we talk about what we've been playing or any preview events that we have been to. And this week is brought to you by the What's Good Games merch store. That's right, if you visit whatsgoodgames.com/store, you can see all of our fantastic merchandise items for sale, from t-shirts to hoodies, to socks and leggings, and now beanies and caps. We've got lots of ways for you to show your What's Good Games fandom. Maybe you want a baby-ass baby mode shirt or a matching onesie for your real baby. We have those, by the way. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps you just want those salty emojis on a zip-up hoodie or even that fantastic controller icon on a cozy beanie to keep your ears warm. Check out what'sgoodgames.com slash store or you can head to teespring.com slash stores slash what's good games to view our full line of amazing what's good game merch. That's that's all I got. Sweet. That was really good. Thanks. I didn't even write it
2: down. You guys I know I, I
1: saw fucking nailed that like a hammer oh,
2: from the brain to a nail. You slammed slam from that the brain shit. to the mouth to the ears. Oh, that's exactly
0: how it works. Yeah. Yeah. From brain to the
2: mouth to the ears to the brain. I'm nodding Sil- for everybody listening. <laughs> nodding walls. in
0: agreement. All right, let's talk about what we've been playing. So, this week an embargo lifted for a game that Brittany and I have played called Journey to the Savage Planet. We first saw this game at GDC last year, mm-hmm. I believe, and it's developed by a team called Typhoon Studios and they're made up of a collection of devs from All over the industry and we found out about them from their publisher, 505 Games, because the co-founder and creative director of this game is Alex Hutchinson, a man that I hosted a panel with for Assassin's Creed 3, which feels like a lifetime ago. And he's also done a lot of other work at Ubisoft on the Far Cry franchise. And so when I found out that he'd started his own studio and was making a game, I was like, I want to go see that game. And Brittany and I went to see it together and it was really cool.
1: It was funny. I remember just walking away. I was really hungover for that appointment, and I was kind of like, blah, blah. but I remember leaving with a big old smile on my face because it was just such a like happy, uplifting experience, even though because it was so bright and colorful and everything was so silly and tongue-in-cheek. It was just a really good mood boos- booster.
0: Yeah, it absolutely was, and I think at the time, my understanding of what the game was was a little fuzzy. I was like, what kind of a game is this? And they kind of pitched it as an action-adventure first person where you're sent to this planet by this uh, fourth best <laughs> in space company that is trying to do space exploration, but they're not the best of the fourth best. Sure. And that kind of colors the tongue-in-cheek humor that's sprinkled throughout the game. So Alex is one of the writers. Uh, there's also some additional writing done by Anthony Birch, if you guys have followed any of his work. And it is a really funny, very clever game. It's a lot of, like, little moments, not only just in dialogue that you get from the onboard ship computer, because you're by yourself on this planet. There are no other NPCs at all, oh. um, and except for creatures. So it's
2: a lonely, savage planet.
0: You have yes. your little computer
1: navigator friend.
0: Echo, I believe yeah. is her name. Eco? Echo, Echo? She was Echo? great. E-K-O? Um, yeah, you, and what's interesting is that you can turn her on or off in the menu settings. They're like, how chatty do you want her yeah. to be? Because she can be pretty chatty. But if is you, she repeating the same things or is she saying new stuff? She repeats things um, depending on where you're at. Like if you teleport to the same teleportation station like she'll say the same thing when you Mm. get there but when you're out and about in the world when you unlock new things she has like original dialogue that's can be pretty funny Mm. and they also have these videos that play whenever you go (laughs) back to your ship the javelin and there's a variety of advertisements for grob which is like the space meat goo that you eat to stay alive Mm -hmm. gross It sounds
1: like (laughs) so
2: play on grog buddy and one of my favorite
1: advertisements is for the meat buddy and so the, oh, yes. <laughs> every time that commercial came on and I was happened to be in the javelin, I would just watch it and I would just laugh. So Jason and I play this together. It's a sports online co-op. And so the meat buddy is essentially your co-op partner. So when you, it looks just like you, like it's wearing the same spacesuit you are, but if you push the pause button, it says like main player, like my name. And underneath that's like meat buddy. And then it was Jason's name. Cause he's not, so it doesn't even treat him like he's another player. It's like you're the meat buddy. So the meat is essentially a whole bunch of discarded meat leftovers, and you put him into like a grinder, and then you can choose what you want it to make, and it makes this fucking abomination of like a meat human, and it like crawls out of the tub and this it goes. This is
2: how you play co-op, huh?
1: This is how you play co-op? No, no, no. Sorry, I, I'm probably not being very clear. This is how the
0: commercial. Oh, so you're it's confusing it's, me,
1: it's yeah. well because. <laughs> Because your co-op partner is technically your meat buddy. It's not technically, like, another human with you on the planet. It's technically a meat buddy. So the idea would be that you actually created your co-op partner through discarded meat.
2: Right. But I'm saying somebody you can play as that? Yeah, but it like looks she just can like walk a... around?
1: Yeah, but it looks it's just a like a regular player. Like... Bob. Yeah. Okay. But right. To, but
2: to the other person, that other person looks like a meat blob.
1: Probably on the inside of the <laughs> suit. So, the, okay. Let me yeah, so let me,
2: sh- let <laughs> oh, me show you. No, does no it doesn't. So, like, it just looks like you. Right. So
0: in in this game, you're wearing, like, a space oh, suit. Oh, I
2: see, I see, I see. Um,
0: with, like, a helmet. And so it's very androgynous. You get to pick at the very beginning of the game when you're playing. You get to pick, like, they have a selection of avatar faces. They're like, who do you look like? And they're, like, weird, like, 80s photos, which is kind of funny. And there's a dog.
1: And if you choose the dog, your character barks
2: nice that's fantastic that's what i will pick
1: but anyway yeah the meat buddy is like it's just it's a commercial it crawls out and it's like hi mama in this crazy disgusting voice and it's just this gross glob of meat so anyway like you don't know the other player as a meat buddy unless you push pause and happen to see the little left corner well you know they'll name the people who are active in your party it's like player one me player or then it's like meat buddy co-op partner anyway real funny it's just two player co-op
0: Hmm? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't play this game in co-op at all. I played it solo from start to finish, and I did 100% this game. You did? Wait, yes. What? Damn So God. how much time? Is- so in about 20 hours, oh, roughly. I you were to be like
2: in 20 minutes. Technically, kind of like, what?
0: Technically, my playthrough was longer, but that's because I wasted a couple hours running around looking for things that were just kind of plainly in front of my face, uh, and. Happens. So I'm subtracting a couple hours of nonsense time of me running around. But what I love about this game is that it gives you very specific tasks, but also combines it with a really rewarding sense of exploration that feels like it is challenging, but not punishing because of its scope and size. And I actually thought that this game and the level design was really well done and it feels big while also not feeling too big it's kind of got this perfect like goldilocks moment happening and everyone's giving like winkies like yeah that's what she said yeah um, and i think that that's great for somebody like me who enjoys kind of open world exploring without this never-ending sense of i'm never going to finish this there's too much to like do. impending
2: doom just over you <laughs> yeah or
0: you get that map fatigue right that you get in a lot of other games where you open up your map which by the way there is no map there's no map in this game at all. Nice. There's a compass that you have at the top of the screen that helps you kind of find which direction you get to go. And you unlock visor upgrades. Gotta remember shit. Yeah. <laughs> essentially, you do. And Make when a you map in your brain. But there's a teleportation system that is really convenient. And you unlock them. And it kind of gives you like a linear sense of how the levels are designed. And so you can use the teleportation system to kind of fast travel. But it's not... You can't just fast travel from anywhere. You have to go to a teleporter in the world, which I like because I think it's a good compromise between having something that feels, um, you know, like you have to walk or run too much and kind of striking that balance. But one of the things I really love about the level design and what they did with this is that it feels super vertical and you can see the different sections of the world as you progress and you can like step near the edge of one of these islands. So a lot of the world is built on these like floating islands in the sky and you can like look over the edge and see where you just came from like down below and go oh hey that was like the level I was just in and you can like look up and see where you're going to be going next even though you can't get there yet and I think that that's really cool level design because it encourages you to Keep exploring and saying like, oh, I see something off in the distance. I'm going to be able to get there eventually once I unlock the right upgrade. And, and I just, I don't know. I got addicted to this game, Britt. Yeah.
1: And on paper, this isn't the kind of game that I would enjoy. <clears throat> but I also was just grabbed by it. Because, I mean, if it's just open exploration, you're going around, you're scanning things, you're trying to fill the, oh, I don't know what it's called. It's not a codex. I don't think it's the terminology they use. Kindex
0: they use. Because yeah. Kintech. There you go. Kindred. Kindred, is, I believe. Is the name of the company yeah. the fourth the fourth best in the space? Fourth best,
1: and so typically, you know, I burn out on those kind of games because unless I have a direction, I don't get a kick out of just wandering around aimlessly. But what I like about this is that you do have direction. You know, it says, okay, these are your main missions. These, this is what you have to do, and you're going to unlock this upgrade. And so you know a general idea of where you have to go, and then along the way, it is fun to stop and scan. And I never felt like I was just wandering in circles, which is really nice. Um, I'm the kind of player who also I. Don't like to search really hard for things, which is why I keep praising the RE2 map, because it does mark when you come across something and you know where you have to go later on. But like Andrea said, this game does not have a map. It would have been nice if there was maybe a few like select beacons or if you could upgrade your visor in some way, shape, or form where you could mark little things. Because I would come across doors that I knew eventually I'd be able to unlock, and inside was probably some alloy or maybe like an orange blob, but I knew once I finished the story, I wouldn't have incentive to come back and continue exploring. So that was just, that's kind of like my side, my perspective on it.
0: But if no, I I'm with you on that, that I, I think that one of the downfalls is that the main story doesn't incentivize you to go out and do that exploration before you finish the story. And I wish that there was more reasons to do so. And I, I think that, part of that has to do with their pathing and part of that has to do with a uh, resource collection and really forcing the player to do more resource collection and exploring in order to progress. They don't really hinder you from progressing Mm -mm. um, too much. And so you could really complete the main path of this game pretty quickly. I would say in less than 10 hours, you could probably complete the game story in air quotes, but I wanted to go back and collect everything because I was having just so much fun running around the world. And I knew that there were things that I hadn't seen yet And so I wanted to scan everything, collect all the orange blobs Mm -hmm. and get all the alien alloys and find all my upgrades. But in the upgrades are kind of cheeky in the sense that they recognize that some of it's game breaking and they even call it out in the upgrade text to say like, oh, this like quadruple jump with your thrusters that we're going to give you is going to be level design breaking. (laughs) And so we're going to make you get at the very, very end of the game. And I thought that that was very on the nose in a funny way. And, and I posted a screenshot when the embargo lifted earlier this week of one of the plans. So there's an elemental system to the combat. And the combat is uh. – yeah, at first I was really disappointed at how clunky the shooting with the gun felt. But I got better and better with it. And obviously after you upgrade it, it gets easier. But at the same time, I wish that they had made it a, a little bit – or yeah a little bit cleaner knowing just how much you're going to be using the gun in the game mm-hmm. but it's funny because they have this elemental system so they've got you know your your acid corrosion your electric shock your um like your lava bombs that explode and then they come from these different plants and the plants have a mature form a team form and a baby form which you have to scan all of them for your for your um <laughs> your collection by the way And the baby shock plant, is it says baby shock. And then it says
3: baby shock.
1: That's what the description says. It just says
0: baby shock. I could have written for this game.
1: And the one of the teen plants, I'm not sure for which one specifically. If you scan it, it's a pun or play off of Britney Spears. I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Nice. It's just so fucking funny. And one of the upgrades, like Andrea was talking about, it's the thrusters. When you get the first or second one, I think it's the first double jump the description of it is it's like eco-friendly, low on pollution. But then when you use it, it's just billowing black smoke everywhere. You're like, (laughs) yeah, I see what you did there. So cute.
0: Yeah. The humor is sprinkled out very generously and it's just such a fun, joyous game to just walk around in because a lot of the enemies are not hostile. They will only engage with you if you engage with them first there's a couple of them that are pain in the neck. Oh, like God. the the jelly waffles I think were one of my mm-hmm. least favorite. They're not they're pretty easy to take out, but man, they just are super annoying. Oh
1: and then there's the ones where if you scan it, she tells you that its genitals are on its tail. What is that? It's a thing that like rolls around at you. The
0: pikemander, maybe? I think it is.
1: Samer's like what? The one where you
0: have to shoot the tail. Yeah, yeah, because that's where it's, it's got the is. glowy bits on the tail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, Go those for things are bits. annoying. Or the yeah. bits. There's a dodge button which
0: helps a lot too. Um, yes, also, I was not very good at using my dodge no. in the beginning. <laughs> Just for reference, <laughs> I,
1: I clocked in at seventy percent total completion at like fifteen hours.
0: Yeah. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just really loved that you could just walk around and explore and scan things because the whole premise of the game is that you were sent here by this space exploration company to chart everything on the planet to see if it would be uh, suitable for human habitation. And so the whole idea is that you're supposed to document and scan every life form on the planet and then there's this sub-storyline because you've now found things that are signs of intelligent life and so you have to like go down this path to be like who is this intelligent life what were they doing here and kind of discover that storyline but it's such a nice way to just like run around in this really colorful alien world with these wacky weird looking creatures that all have their own quirks and match different areas and there's like a lava area and a snow area and then more of like a forest area and it's it's just really well done and they give you just enough challenge to make you chase without feeling like it's being punitive.
1: Yeah, it's really fun. I do want to talk about, since I did play the game in co-op, we did come across some pretty gnarly early technical issues.
0: Oh, uh, really? Yes. Let's yeah, talk about it. And
1: I did reach out to PR and so they are aware of these issues and I was supposed to, and maybe I still will hear back um, regarding a patch or whatnot, but just so to be transparent, this is what happened to me. So there's these, the puffer birds, and they're these big, round, really dopey little big birds that you can kind of kick around, and the description of them always says they love you. But the infected ones are obviously, like, infected, even though they still love you, according to the description, and they will come after you, and they will explode if they see you. So whenever Jason was playing on his, because we have our screen side by side, and whenever a puffer bird would explode, his Xbox would just shut down. It just Wow! Burnt. Yeah, that's like weird. Legit shut down, and it ha- this has only happened with one other game, and I think it was Metro, or maybe it was Metro or Assassin's Creed. And the way he got around it is just like don't see the pu- don't don't go near the
0: the puffer birds. They were
1: literally Wait, in- it,
2: yeah. So if only if it exploded near him, yeah, near
1: him, his Xbox was shut down. And it happened three times. So
0: wow, what a weird bug.
1: Weird, right? And so what we'd have to do is we'd unplug it and plug it back in. And it happened a few more times, but I would what I did to get past this is I just did my single play cause we were playing on my main campaign. So in single player, I would get past the area with the puffer birds. And then once I got past that and we got a checkpoint, I would invite him, you know, that you have to quit the game and then invite him back in and then it would work. And the, there was only one little Island where that would happen. If the puffer birds exploded, if there were some other islands, like later in the game, when they exploded, didn't it cause the same thing to happen. But in that one particular spot, it did really weird.
3: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And then there is one trial in the game where you have to do, I don't remember the name of it, Andrew, maybe you remember, but you have to do platforming to get to the top as lava is slowly rising.
0: Oh my gosh, I hated that trial <laughs> so know. much.
1: I know, on paper it should have been easy, but maybe it was the stress of the lava. It was oddly difficult. But when we we're doing it, it co-op. It wasn't just the
0: lava, it was the, the platforms were shaking side to side in addition to rotating around a pillar. It was, it was terrible. It was
1: not good. So we did that the first time, and what would happen is when we got to the top, and then this thing comes out of the middle of uh, the level, and it's a button, you're supposed to push it, when the thing rose, Jason would instantly die, and then I couldn't touch the button. And Hmm. so that was like another weird thing, Um, happened a few times, then again, I went into single player, and then I was able to push the button, and then we were able to proceed. And then during the final battle, as the thing happens, uh, my credits were rolling, but Jason was still stuck in the game. (laughs) <laughs> Weird. I and,
2: and didn't finish it no. and so, you're it right. it was so like, we didn't um, finish it you didn't it. push this button and you didn't get past the puffer bird they're like no credits
0: for the meat buddy
2: no Sorry. credits for
1: the meat buddy so uh, <laughs> we had to fight him again and then that time it did work and then we did get like the appropriate ending so those are just things that happened to us but we had a blast playing this together I would say if you can play it with someone you should it's really it's just really fun you can divide and conquer so you don't have to stick together the whole time the only time you do have to travel together is if it's for like a a main quest or if you want to go to different regions because there's what three different regions I think Andrea
0: technically yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
1: but each region has like five or six different teleportation spots that you can go to so anyone can be anywhere anytime unless you go to one of the different regions
0: oh that's that's interesting so question for you did you play with all of the patches installed or just part of them installed they're talking about like
1: the day one patch
0: yeah, so there were technically, I think, like, three patches from the time I first got my pre-release code from 505 Games to when the game actually launched.
1: Yeah, so we finished, what's today? Wednesday? I think we finished mm. Sunday. So since then, I think there have been patches. They weren't sure if those patches were going to cover the co-op aspect of it.
3: Mm, interesting. So, mm-hmm.
1: Um But, no, it's really fun, and you share resources, so, you know, you don't have to worry about that, because, obviously, it's the main person's game, and you come back to Javelin, they're all deposited, and then every upgrade you make for one person applies to the second person, so it's really co-op friendly that way, but it's also worth noting that the second player does not retain any of their progress or resources or anything if they wanted to start their own game. Oh, okay. You're just a meat buddy. Sorry. Yeah.
0: I mean, that makes sense for how, for how short the game is. Yes, exactly. I think that that doesn't feel like it's egregious, right? <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's like if you wanted to really experience it on your own, just like it's not that long of a game. But I like that. I like that when we first spoke to Alex back at GDC, we asked about, you know, is this procedurally generated? Are you guys using randomizers for these enemies, this and this? And he was like, no, none of that. It's all bespoke. We created all of these things very specifically we place them in the world very specifically and what I like about that is that it makes it finite and it makes it deliberate Mm -hmm. and I appreciate that because it doesn't make me second guess what I'm chasing because I know that something is there in its place and it's not randomized yes I think there's absolutely really innovative development happening with you know randomly generated things and that there's a place for that in the world of video games but i also like the idea of something bespoke and something that's like hey we crafted this with love and care so that you can experience it in a way that we designed very artfully versus like hey we designed this really cool algorithm that's going to generate a million different planets that you can explore all uh you know like um um oh my god the the game from hello games yeah No No, no man's sky exactly So, um, it's a super fun game and what's great about it is that it's short. If you guys are interested or if any of this sounds fun to you, if you like first person adventure with humor, um, that's nice and easy pace and a short experience, definitely recommend checking this out. It was delightful in ways that I was not expecting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A good sign. Yeah. Yeah. Delightful. Mm. 2020's first delightful game. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to talk about your Greedfall update now or should we talk about Steimer's return Let's to MMOs? let talk about Stimer. <laughs> yes. So we <laughs> chatted in our um, special Games of the Decade episode, which is ha- coming out in just a couple of weeks, about an MMO. So this is kind of like a little bit of a spoiler, I guess. I mean, sure. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Oh, I don't think it's, like, super shocking that you yeah. picked Guild Wars 2 with one of
2: your games of the Decade. If I didn't, I would be seriously on crack. Yeah. Because, again, <laughs> I don't think that you put over a thousand hours into something Mm-mm. and then be like, it was okay. <laughs> it was fine. Exactly. Like, if you do that, you might want to reevaluate your time management skills. Um, <laughs> because you shouldn't be spending that much time on something that you only kind of, like... Just get rid of it. Truth, just don't fucking do it. Um. So yeah, talking about the game just made me miss it, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll just go see how my characters are doing. <laughs> and I realized I was like, oh, should I have to redownload this game? So I had to like leave my computer on all day one day, which was fine because I wasn't. I was at work all weekend, but um, got it all downloaded, fired up my old Ranger character because she has a hundred cents map complete, mm-hmm. and she's the only one. All the other ones have. I think I have one that's like 70, uh, but uh, map <laughs> completes a real bitch. Don't don't recommend it. But I had to do it because I was, again, at one point in my life going for a legendary weapon that I never got. Um, rip. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, still there's still time. I mean, technically, I could still. I just don't. I I did find it slightly disorienting to try and hop back in, though, and I was like. Oh, man. I got a whole bunch of, like, mails. I got a bunch of birthday gifts. I think my character's seven years old. Wow. Um, Which should be the amount of how old the game is because uh, I made her when the game launched.
0: For a second, I was like, wait, why is your character only seven? Oh, boy. And
2: then I, I had a
0: dissonance between... The idea that, oh, your character is seven because that's how long the game has been out for yeah. versus, like, your character's age is seven years old. Yeah. And I was like, no, Andrew, no, no she's no, not. No, not like so a little not, girl
2: running around. She's <laughs> not
0: seven in the
2: game. No. Okay. Seven or eight, I don't remember the number, but I remember seeing it and being like, woo! <laughs> I have been playing this game for a long time. Although even though, obviously, like, there have been a lot of lapses uh, in between. But it was kind of cool to, like, Um, just hop back in there and be like okay well what's the what is everybody doing now Hey, hey guys what's going on here
0: so for people who've never played guild wars 2 can you just kind of give us a brief synopsis of what guild wars 2 is
2: uh it's an mmorpg you can be one of fuck i forgot uh i think there's like eight or nine classes um there's Different races. So when you start the game, you'll pick your race, and you'll be like, "I'm a char, I'm a whatever," uh, and then you'll go through a dedicated storyline about that particular uh, faction, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, then the then it w- it will take you through. It is very story driven. So like the whole game has a narrative that ties you through to the end game content. And then what they've done since is with their expansions. Uh, even before they started their expansions, they were doing things called the Living World, which are just, again, more story missions that you can either do solo or you can invite your friends, I think, up to maybe four. I don't remember exactly how many can go in. Um, But you can just hop in and, and play them all together. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, it's an MMO. I don't know. So, like, the the uh, the combat is more actiony so like there is a dodge and you need to use it or you will die mm-hmm. like it's just kind of how it is uh you have like two two charges of dodge before you have to like let it recharge because it takes stamina oh, yeah. uh and then each of the classes has a different feel to it as they usually do there are ones with way higher skill caps like the elementalist um there are ones with way lower skill caps like the warrior which is really just kind of you sit there and face tank and you just hit the buttons and you kill things. Uh, the rangers kind of Brittany's specialty. Yes, that is definitely a Brittany type of character. Yeah. My ranger is sort of an easy-ish character um, on certain builds, and especially in PVE, it's fairly easy because the the in PVE stuff, like the pet will just run up and take most of it, and you can pew pew them with your arrows. Mm-hmm. Or now they've just so the thing that they've changed since I once played that was all stuff that was like existed when i was playing actively since then they have changed a bunch of things and i wish i mean i wonder how my life would have been different mm-hmm. <laughs> if they had done this when <laughs> uh the game came out or even shortly like a year within because my biggest issue and why i ended up making like eight characters was that the ranger was totally great and fine in most of the pve stuff totally sucked in anything high level so dungeons mm-hmm. sucked fractals which was a high level dungeon sucked because your pet would die instantly and then there goes all of your DPS like uh. you're like they're part of your damage and you're just like well shit they won't they won't get out of the AOE attacks of the bosses and so you just be like dodgy bastards pets pets dead again you can cool.
0: you couldn't like assign them a, a space on the battlefield to like stay no, they won't
2: st- you can call them back to you but again by the time like it's uh. too hard to manage that in a fight Um. so like and the way that the AOEs were timed, it was just like, they're just one shot dead. And you're yeah. like, great, cool. Seems like a design flaw. It, you, Yes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what they have been eventually done is they haven't added any new classes, actually. What they have done... Well, hmm, let me be slightly. I can't remember if this one was a class or if was a... I think it was just a specialization of a class is all they've really done. Um, and it... Now they have something called soul beast for the ranger where basically you absorb the soul of your pet. It's very cool. Oh my God. Um, but basically like the pet disappears off the battlefield and you get all your damage back and it's all you. And uh. so, so you can do things like fractals or whatever unhindered. And uh, in those comps, you're usually using like a sword and an ax, that kind of stuff. Um, But if you're just like, what they used to call bear bowing it, which just means you have like the bear is your pet and bear you have a bow. Bowing it. Bear <laughs> yeah, bow. Okay. Oh. Uh, it was like the, the dumbest easy. A lot of bots would use it. Like if you were, if they were farming <laughs> cereals in the world, it'd be just bear body. Like whatever. just like, bear they, they, it's a, it's a, it's a freaking <laughs> ranger with the brown bear <laughs> running around <laughs> with a long bow. And that's what I do. It's very generic and very stupid. Obviously I have other characters too, but, My main is is that. And I was kind of playing around with like, okay, what do I want my new gear set to be? Because my other problem is that my gear set is all condition damage. This is such a stupid nerdy talk. But it's all condition damage. I need to get a new set that's like more berserker damage, which just means straight, I hex horse you. Mm. Um, But once upon a time, my build was very based on like traps and adding poison or bleeding or whatever. Um, So I don't. But I, don't, I don't play with a group of people anymore, so I just need to smash them dead. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I kind of just ran around for in the world for a little bit, did some hearts because I don't have enough. Um, I forget the exact terminology of everything in the game because there's so many different types of currency, but basically, like whatever gives you the skill points mm-hmm. to level that tree up. So I don't have I don't have soul beast fully maxed out, so I can't fully do that spec yet until I get more points or whatever, which I'll just get by. Um, 100%ing the new maps that have been out for now a little bit of time, but I haven't really screwed around with very much.
0: It looks like the last major update happened with the living world season four, which refers to a schedule of content updates beginning on the 28th of November back in 2017, according to Wikipedia.
2: Hmm. Yep. It's and been, I, I think it has been a, yeah. Been it says it
0: continues the path of fire storyline so, I mean, it's kind of wild to me that their last major update was that long ago.
2: Yeah, I don't know what's going I mean, I haven't I, – this is the first time I've personally logged in in quite some time. Um, and so I wasn't really sure actually what I would see. But it was just like Lunar New Year is happening. They had a little thing for that. Um, but that's the thing that they kind of just do every year. So it wasn't anything particularly special. And I got a bunch of new dyes and a bunch of new things. Like, it was just like, here's a bunch of gifts. Fill up your bags. But I haven't gone through. I mean, I still technically haven't done all of the living story missions. So I am also just going to go through and do some of those that I have unlocked. Why not?
0: Oh, actually, Shadow in the Ice is live, which is a story on the GuildWars2.com website. Just as of it. this as of this week. It's the second episode in the Ice Brood saga. Um, check out the release page of all the details and read the update notes. And I guess that's the so that's like the newest thing? I suppose. The, the first content update I of about it.
1: 2020. Hmm. So, Simon,
2: are you getting the itch to go back and play more? I, yes and no, because I'm like, it. it's a lot right now. Like, I haven't played a lot. I've mostly been going through the store, and I'm like, what gear am I going to buy? Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah. okay, I need to do the prep work so that my character can easily just run around it. And I'm also like, where are the pet locations or the pets that I want? What's the best build to have? So I'm kind of going down the rabbit hole of prep mm. at this point. Um, and I think if I can make it to the point where I actually like, upgrade Zena, who is my... My ranger, uh, then I will definitely like hop back in and play for a bit. um But again, it is kind of it's also kind of sad to me. So I went back and I looked at my original guild, and it was like so and so last logged in five years ago. Oh, oh like, man, ouch! That's an ouch. It made me feel sad inside. Dang, because um, like again, like this I have such fond memories of this game, and I do think it's still pretty solid. Um, but it is hard. Like if you play MMOs alone is always a little bit hard. Mm-hmm. No,
0: absolutely. I think any kind of game that is built on clans or guilds that you step away from them and go back to and like the, the crew is just not the same or it's different, you know, kind of gives you a sense of a loss, a sense of longing and a sense of like, oh, that was a thing once that was cool. And now it's not a thing anymore. And that's mm-hmm. a bummer. And it's tough because I sometimes go back and forth with certain games with this and think, like, do I want to get back in? Do I want to, you know, have that be part of my life again? I think about the crew that I played, you know, Rainbow Six Siege with. And I'm like, you know, I could ping them and be like, hey, you got to want to, like, jump in for old time's sake. And, you know, they probably would be down. But it's like, I don't know if I want to go back, you know. Sometimes I even... I even feel that way about destiny. Sometimes you guys. <laughs> it's And okay, <laughs> I don't want to like openly like <gasps> scream at the rooftops. I'm <gasps> like, I've logged into destiny a couple of times and I'm just been like, I don't,
2: I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to keep it's chasing hard. this it's thing difficult. anymore. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, cause again, like you go in and you're like, Oh, I, I loved this thing so dearly once. And it's not bad now. It's just, I, I'm a different person and my yeah. life has changed is really kind of more of what it is. <laughs> and, I was sitting there, like, literally clicking around the shop. I have – I'm fairly – I mean, granted, maybe the economy's changed. But I'm like, I still have, like, 800 gold on this one character. I don't know how much is on the others. And I'm like, I – actually, no. That, that's a count shared, so that's all of them. Um, But I'm just like – and I think I have some gems still. I'm like, should I at least spend this <laughs> Like <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I'm trying to figure it out. Like, why – I just – can't leave it there there's no reason to hoard this money it's not gonna <laughs> do anything for me
0: is there like a market where you can sell it and that does not exist for guild
2: wars i could sell it back as gems but then i wouldn't it no what's no in the currency like it's not like i'm gonna get it back ever. Uh, yeah yeah no, that money is long, long gone to the world huh. uh but that wasn't all it's not like that was all real money i did spend quite a bit of real money on that game um because i i Loved it so much, and I wanted to support them, and I bought a lot of cosmetic things because that's really all you could buy. Um, and then they would do uh, like harvesting tools that would never break, and all that. But they'd have different fun skins, so you'd like whack the <laughs> rock, and it would be electricity or some shit. They had a lot of fun, I'll say, on their customizations <laughs> team. They did a lot of really fun animations, or do they still exist? There's yeah. still people.
0: Arena Net is still a company Arena that makes Net's games. Still around.
2: <laughs> you made a damn fine game. I just don't know if I can, I keep, I feel like i put my toe back in this pond every now and then. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I think that's kind of what the hesitation is, is I was even trying to go through and search. just like, okay, if I get a new chess piece and I'm like trying to look, sort through all these items, Mm -hmm. which one's the best. Oh God. I was just like, oh no, I don't have the time for this anymore. I know. Yeah. I long for the days that I did. Yeah. But if you are in the in the market for an MMO.
0: Is this a situation where if people reached out and were like, I'm down for some some in-game meetups to like run some dungeons or things that you would be like, yeah, I'm down to like roll with the group again. Or were you just like dipping your toes in temporarily?
2: Um I'd be curious. I haven't done a dungeon run <laughs> in so long. I would need to fix my build first because, again, right now I'm condition damage, which is not great for dungeons. Mm. Uh, I still did it because the original dungeons were not that <laughs> big of a deal. But they have added more end game content now that it's harder. And I, w- I don't think I would – I would not be pulling my weight if with the build that I currently have. Um, so I guess kind of. I don't know. I get. It's hard because, like, I would need somebody who was willing to go in there and put in more work than me because the nice part about the old guild was that the there were two of – actually, literally all of them were, like, way more informed about everything than I was. Mm. So I would just ask. I would just be the person being like, hey, I want to I play like X, right? Like, I just want to throw traps or whatever, blah, blah, blah great, here's your build. Like, here's what you need to buy. Here's everything. I didn't have to do a lot of thinking on my own. I think every Gilder clan has those people. Yeah. The What's Good Guardians
0: definitely have has those people.
2: I need those people. If I can get those people, <laughs> I would be more inclined <laughs> to play the game again because that's the part that's missing for me where I'm like, I just don't... I want to build Soul Beast. I want to, like, just hack things with a sword. But
1: It takes a lot of effort to read into that. It takes and, a lot of
2: effort to do that, yeah. and then I need to... Get, and then, like now, ascended gear is a thing, and I don't even know how to wrap my head around that. I know I need to craft it because you can't buy it yet. Still, arena net. Come on, <laughs> just let me buy it at the trading post. I don't fucking care. It could be twelve million gold. But like, just let me do it. But you only
1: have eight hundred, simon I know.
2: <laughs> don't talk to me about math. <laughs>
0: she said that she's willing to buy
2: more gold okay (laughs) give her all the gold if there was a way i could just be like and i blink and i have all of the gear and i'm like exactly what i would want to be i would totally be down to like run more dungeons and do um group content with people because i do i think the game is fun and i think it the gameplay still holds up like
0: i think that It's an interesting idea when you talk about games that have a long legacy, like a Guild Wars 2 that has been out for several years. This idea of how do I get legacy players to maybe jump back in? What kinds of like auto boosts can we offer for money that don't feel punitive to players who are playing ongoing because they've already done it. They've already earned it. But like, hey, we want to get more players to come back. Like, what can we sell them knowing that they're going to be playing content that was released months or years ago, but we're going to give them an easy access point by letting them shortcut it. I think that there's nothing wrong with that. I think that, you know, you get into the weeds or some kind of gray or sticky area when you're offering shortcuts on new content. And that's where the player Mm -hmm. base gets upset of like, oh, this seems like such a waste. And why didn't you just make it for free? Like, it seems punitive to players that can't afford to buy those shortcuts. But it's not punitive
2: when it's content that was released like a long time ago. Yep. I don't even think any of my characters have crafting up to the level that you need it to be in order to make Ascended Gear. I think I got one halfway there, but like the fucking grind of getting (laughs) it there is so hard. (laughs) Let's just like, eh, go back to the trading post, buy 5,000 more pieces of crystal, come back, make this bullshit item. There's definitely um, and I was actually kind of pleased. I went and I saw, I was like, I knew my old stomping ground. So there's a a website called Dolphy, um, D-U-L-F-Y and she does like multiple MMOs. She's just a guides person. She's amazing. And it's like, Here's all of the dyes and what they look like on a character. And here's all. Because I was like, okay, well, which one of these dye sets do I want? Like, this is how I spent one of my evenings. Denver, I was I'm not surprised by this. Looking yes. at all of the dyes. I want to be pretty. Which one do I want to <laughs> unlock on my character? They have given me several options here. Okay, oh, no, I like this one. I don't. Okay, I don't like this one. So I honestly didn't even spend that much time playing the game so much oh. as shopping. That sounds right. That's a Sometimes stare. you just need those moments, though, when you're
0: playing a game like that, where you just sit down and you just spend the night. With a nice drink going through your inventory. Yeah. Because like you fun, can't actually. do that when you're in a party because then people are like, what are you doing?
2: Let's go. Yeah, I know. You're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, you know, this die looks really cool. So I've got to put it on. And uh, they did give me a cool armor set. And I was like, oh, actually, this the medium one for once doesn't look like total trash. Because I, I did find that too. Again, when we started, when I started playing, I would always get really irritated at The medium armor sets because they were always just like so frumpy looking. They were like sagging the ass. I don't Mm -hmm. know. They didn't look super flattering, and that's why I have the cultural armor for the Norn on mine because it fucking is awesome. And actually, I think a lot of the the cultural armor does look really cool, but um, now they have like a I forget what it was called. I think it was basically like, hi, you've had a character for this long. (laughs) Have this. (laughs) Here's a gear set. And for once, I was like, I actually hate the light armor and I hate the heavy armor, but the medium armor (laughs) looks pretty good. Hey, finally everything's coming up, Millhouse. we back, girl. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Well, I'm glad that you jumped back in and were inspired to revisit an old character. Um, It's going to be a great eventual segue to what we're talking about in the third segment. But before we get to that, Brittany talked a little bit about your experience with greedfall last week and you've been playing a little bit more.
1: Nope, spoilers. Put it down. So oh. 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 <laughs> No. A no, good it's JK. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I mean, I did pick it back up after the last show. So like I'm just kind of being a smart ass and I did play it for maybe four or five more hours. But I found myself I found myself so enthralled when I was talking to the characters and learning about the story and Meeting new people. Everything that has to do with everything that has to do with actually like not playing the game itself was is very good and very exciting. But the minute I have to run around and go from point A to point B or run this mission, run that, I find myself getting bored and rolling my eyes. So in our Facebook fan page, I posted the following and I'm gonna read it because I'm gonna tell I'm gonna say that people agreed with me and I don't wanna put words into their mouth. Okay. So I said Like I said on last week's show, I think this game really stands out with its characters, dialogue, and story. It's an interesting concept for a game, and I'm legitimately excited to see where it goes and how the characters develop. But I'm finding the act of playing itself kind of bland. All the areas look mostly the same, there's so much backtracking, even with fast travel, and I find myself burning out. I recognize I focus too much on side quests in the beginning, so maybe that's why these main quests feel so repetitive. If you've played, did you also find this to be the case? And I got about 20 responses, and it like... 99% 99% of them said yes this was the case and that's why I stopped playing so bummer town because I really do want to continue playing this I want to know what happens but just playing it it's not fun if, if, if that makes sense I don't know if I've ever had mm-hmm. to play a game like this where when I'm in the dialogue and I'm making decisions I'm just like glued to the screen but then it's like okay run to point A And then from point A, you're going to have to go back to point B. And then from point B, you have to go back to point A. And it's like a lot of backtracking. And even with a fast travel system implemented, it's not good enough. And the game is very – is brown the color that we use to describe it when even though there's like grass and trees and sky, it all looks very like muddled. Muddy,
2: Muddy. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's funny
1: because Jason was playing The Witcher right next to me. And I tweeted about this. Because he's never played it before and he was playing it. And the side by side comparison of the color and the vibrancy is just, it was insane. Like, I literally thought something was wrong with my TV because it just looked so void of color and anything. And it was
2: sepia toned. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's exactly a cyber. That's exactly what it looked like. And so I'm kind of disappointed, but I think. I'll keep the fond memories I have with Greedfall near and dear my heart. I'll look the rest of it up on Wikipedia and watch some cutscenes and whatnot, because I think if I play any more, it's just going to taint my overall experience. Um, I do want to say, though, Spiders, <laughs> who are the developers of this game, I think they have incredible ideas, and I think they're a very, very talented studio. I think maybe budget and time restraints were an issue with this. I think, though, if they are given the correct resources, they could make like the next they're just maybe one or two games away from just creating that blockbuster. So definitely keep an eye on them as a studio and or eight
0: eyes.
2: Wait, no. How many eyes do spiders have? Eight. Okay, good.
0: Well, wait, wait, what, it, depends it, on, it depends on the it depends on the spider, I believe. I'm like, they have eight legs, but
2: I don't remember how many eyes they have. How <laughs>
0: many eyes do spiders have? <laughs> eight.
2: Yeah. Okay. People eight usually eyes, think of
0: spiders legs. having eight eyes, but that's not always true. While most, most spiders, spiders have, have eight, eight eyes. eyes. Also there also are ones. some that only have six, and even some that have fewer than six eyes. Six They always come in an even number, though. There are no cyclops spiders. Dang. Threats. <laughs> well, thank God for that. Yeah. As if spiders weren't terrifying enough. Actually, I think
1: cyclops funny. spider. Or if
2: just like, three. <laughs>
1: like three. Like three. <laughs> like. Uh. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. I'm sad to have to put it down, but it's not a terrible game. It's just for me, I. I just hate running back and forth, back and forth, and it's just nothing interesting to really look at, like the insides of all the. Castles are the same, or the embassy areas are all like literally the same.
0: That definitely sounds like a budget thing. Like right? they just yeah. didn't have the money to pay artists to create different areas, so they had to reuse art assets. I mean, it, that seems like yeah, a pretty common it. thing. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah, but no, it's all the voice acting is incredibly well done. Characters are great, story is interesting, but just the game itself, just playing it's not fun.
0: Well. I mean, it's- Probably why we didn't hear as much about it as we expected to last year. But glad to know that you at least enjoyed your time and that it wasn't like janky, bad, and broken. No, not right? at all. Again, sp- spiders are very talented.
1: They're going to make a great game
0: Spiders are very talented. They make
1: webs. It's great.
0: <laughs> they do indeed. Um, and that's going to do it for our hands-on segment for this week. We have been teasing our upcoming segment after the break, and it is our Patreon-produced segment where we're going to be talking about some legacy franchises that we would like to see brought to the brand new generation of consoles that are coming this year. So stick with us that conversation in just a minute. everybody welcome to the final segment of the what's good games podcast This is where we usually do our feature segment and this month it is brought to you by patreon.com slash what's good games Brittany, you want to talk about our poll that we had with our patrons this month i
1: would absolutely love to so we pulled our patrons and as you ladies know the process goes as follows i say hey what do you want us to talk about submit your topics below in the comments they do i pull a few and then the patreon community votes on said topics and this month the winner of said poll was Adam Cup <clears throat> You can bring back three exclusive dormant franchises for the new consoles coming this year. What would you pick and why? But we should read our mythic patrons.
0: Of course. Well, because I was going to lead in Ah. with the fact that this is one of the many benefits that you get when you join membership at patreon.com slash what's good games. We have many different types of memberships available. You can become a legendary member where you get access to the after hour stream. You can become a, a rare member where you get access to the ad free version of the podcast or you can become a mythic member where we give a shout out to you every month. Month on the show to let you know just how awesome you are. We've also got other fun tiers that have physical rewards like the You've Got Mail tier and so much more. If you guys are interested in checking out all of the, oh, you've got the postcard there. Is that the one from November? Oh, yeah. We're, yeah we're uh, that's a big the three headed turkey? Three-headed turkey. Mm-hmm. Yes, a handwritten postcard. That's an option. Um, If you want to check out all of the fantastic tiers and membership options that we have available to help support everything we do here at What's Good Games. I know we talk about Patreon a lot because Patreon is 100% integral to What's Good Games functioning every month. And I know that we have the um, opportunity to work with sponsors and do ad reads on the shows, but that's just supplemental income to help us get to shows and things like that. Like the reason we run and operate month a month is because of Patreon. And we could not do it without the support of our amazing patrons. And uh, I just want to reinforce how much we appreciate all of the support that you guys give us every month. So without further ado, let's read the names of these fantastic mythic members and above. I'll go ahead and just get started with uh, <clears throat> and she was Gadsen.
1: Who's going next? You go ahead. Okay, Adriana Rock-Williams. AJ Lira. Al Tribesman. Alberto Andreas Videla.
0: Alex Vergapolis. Alexander David.
1: Alex Kuchler.
0: Andrew Cotton. Ariella Furman. Bing Zhu Benedict Bond. Bill Stilwell. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Brendan Clark.
3: <laughs>
1: Brian Harper. <laughs> Brian R. Johnston. Carl Peterson. Chip Bigelow. Chris Wilson. Krister Lindmark. Chai Jackson Burgess. Ziva glitching.
0: Devon Nitz Donato Sunichio III mm,
1: E. Benjamin Checklist.
0: Elizabeth Brooke Elmo Shell Emily Kent Eric Z Irma Gerd, oh. Orenda Okay, so I had to take a quick pause because the last couple of months when we've read um, Irma Gerd's name we've been like, please write in and let us know if that's your actual <laughs> name and we're being assholes by making this joke about it and so um, she wrote in and said Um, Orenda is actually my real name. Irma Gerd is just a screen name (laughs) I constantly use. Smiley emoji. My name is consistently butchered, so I'm super stoked that you guys all pronounce it the right way on the first try. Thank you, Irma
2: Gerd.
1: Ferris Ategh.
2: Gary Peck. (laughs) Gio Corsi. Gregory Horton. Uh, Ivan Behrano. Jacob Ernest. Jake Sue. Jared Coomer. Jared
0: Howard. Jasmine Lee. Jason Demers. Jessica Bloom. Joe Kennison. Joe Schleif. Joe Wilson.
2: John Drick. Joselle Bassa. Justin Foshi. Justin Foss. Kevin Bennett. Kia B.
1: Kyle Kaiser,
2: Lucas Chaney.
0: Marco Antaveros.
1: Marcus Brown. Mark drastrip
0: Martha Emery. Matt Jones. Matthew Goder. Matthew Simpson. Melantia
2: Michael J. gilbride Michael S. Michaela Sage. Mohammed Mohammed.
1: Male Bittner. Nam Bui.
2: Nathan Watkins. Nicole Humphrey.
1: Noel. Never, re- never never is.
0: never as Navarez. I
1: was like, no, that does not sound right. We're not in Never Neverland. <laughs> Navarez, my bad Noel Noel. <laughs> no. Oh my god, I'm done. <laughs>
2: i'm done ozzy meha. meha meha i can't read see me-ha. meha
0: oh dear oh ozzy you're the best page Porter, patrick higgins
1: patrick landry patrick weller pete makes shoes pete <laughs> punctified pure blue octopus rj Bryan, reagan ibsen rob leonard robert adams Rolanda Bala, Ross, H- Bala. I
3: Rolanda. Bala, <laughs> like that.
1: Uh, Ross Haney, Sam
2: Zilk. Sean I, <laughs> Sean I don't Stevenson, know what Stephanie <laughs> oh, Fitzwilliam, Tara Bruno, <laughs> my mama Teresa
1: Enard, Ghost Dog, full twenty man, <laughs> throw seven, <laughs> Timothy Bennett,
2: Tony <laughs> Shea, Trent. Barry. Barry, Barry, I couldn't, I couldn't tell if there was an end from over here because again, I'm, I'm reading it farther away than you guys are. She is, it's true. It's true. Trent Pennington, Travis sucking, tri- well, trivially,
0: Travis, <laughs> Tyler oh. McCall, Tyler Phillips, Will, uh, Will, Callum, <laughs> Will Hernandez. I am so sorry.
1: Yusun Kaginomai. Zach. Hershey. Yes. Wow. I think
0: we've asked Yasun to write in as well. I can't remember if Yasun has or not. Um, we apologize mine. again. Uh, thank you so much to all of our Mythic members and above. We love reading and mispronouncing your Jeez. names and appreciate that you appreciate that we are doing it, hopefully in a humor, humor-filled way and not intending any disrespect whatsoever. Names are hard. So. Uh. Yes, they are. And I love that one one month somebody wrote in was like, here's a, like how to pronounce names like oh, dot yeah. com website. And we put in Stimer's name and it said, do not know how to pronounce. just <laughs> yeah. like it like stumped.
2: It, it was like the person was trying to be smart, too. They were like, why don't you just Google it? <laughs> You're like, well, it doesn't always know.
0: Turns out there's like many n- different ways to pronounce names like my name, Andrea.
2: There's like. Six Andrea. different ways that you can say. maybe so Andrea. many people are like Andrea, Andrea. And I just look Andrea. at Andrea. I'm like, you've yeah. never met her, have you? <laughs> or you have, not you said that to her face, and she's wanted to slap you. It's, it's it's true. Um, or I
0: correct people, and then they continue to say it wrong because yes. they think it's funny, and I'm like, ha. <laughs> <laughs> <Andrea? laughs> Anywho, we love you guys. Now let's talk about what. Dormant or dead franchises, we want to see rise from the ashes rise. in this upcoming generation of video games. I mean, if they don't make another Viva Pinata, I'm gonna <laughs> I knew it!
2: fucking riot.
0: I knew it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Xbox Series X is coming this fall, and your plea to Microsoft is bring it back. Yes. Bring it back. Give
2: me more Viva Pinata. At least five of us want it, <laughs> so I think it's definitely worth the development cost. <laughs> at least five everybody yeah at least five i know joey's on board joey Noel's kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. funny you're like you two would i would force you to play it it's, i would play listen if they <laughs>
0: announce even a remaster i would play oh yes. dude
1: we should play that for one of our after hours stream
2: oh my god i would love that it's so relaxing yeah
1: you can walk us through it baby girl because i've never played it
2: oh my gosh we'll build the most beautiful garden together okay
1: oh, i'm so excited for our future
0: <laughs> um so for people who have maybe heard you talk about Viva Piñata but have never played or seen the game, how would you describe it? Like what what is it as a game?
2: A beautiful acid trip. Um, okay.
0: <laughs> go on.
2: <laughs> because it's just a first person camera, but the whole premise is you have been given this you have a small plot of land to start with. You basically have like a shovel, a watering can. Those are kind of the tools that you'll um, swap between uh, as you are gardening and you make a garden. So you start small, you have like they give you a seed to plant, and then what based on what you build in your garden, it attracts really cute, very colorful pinatas. So the whole thing about the game is you're trying to make your garden as diverse as possible and build um, things that different types, new types of piñatas would want to come to. And then along the way, uh, quote unquote, evil piñatas oh, no. will come like the pest piñatas will come and you'll have to smack them with your shovel until <laughs> so they explode into candy. Uh, and that, cause yeah, cause that's, that makes sense. Normal. And, but it's just, it's a really cute, fun, relaxing game and it's very bright and colorful and adorable. And you're like, okay, I want to get the, bird one to come to my garden therefore i need to be able to get this type of seed in order to and i have to plant it in a certain whatever and make sure it has a certain fertilizer blah 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 uh and then they had like you could mate the pinatas and it was a funny oh. Mini game oh well, well <laughs> okay now. so
1: wait are, are the how are the pinatas alive
2: how is anything alive i mean
1: well we have bodily organs and you know, a beating heart. I'm talking like... You don't think sugar,
2: th- you can't run on pure sugar. That's all they run off.
1: Okay. They're not like possessed by like spirits and shit.
2: No. If you, oh. like I said, if you smash the... the, You can technically smash the good pinatas too. It just is really sad. Um, <laughs> but if you're like... I have done it before where you're like, no, get it. Like, I don't have room for you. Get out. Um, <laughs> so sometimes you gotta, gotta make the hard choices in life. Um, when you smash the pinatas, they'll just explode into... Candy, like okay. little taffy-looking candies, um, and it'll go hooray! Like all of the children are really excited. Oh, terrible! This is scary. Of the death of this pinata, um, <laughs> children are terrible. Well, I mean, I don't know what more evidence you need. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I- i was gonna say i don't blame you and i believe you (laughs) yeah yeah agreed agreed um but
2: yeah so that was uh the first viva piñata the second viva piñata is viva piñata trouble in paradise essentially the same game however they added two different plots of land uh and they made it a little bit more structured because the beginning of viva piñata kind of gets you going but then it kind of also leaves you alone and it's like goodbye figure it out uh whereas Viva pinata trouble in paradise would give you consistent missions to send your pinatas out to parties in different parts of the world so it'd be like you need to get a herstachio so that this kid in guatemala can have him at the party and you're like great okay i have a goal right it's just giving you little benchmarks to go and then they had like a desert patch pinata that you'd have to zone out to like you'd have to go to the menu to get to it wasn't part of your main garden mm. and then same thing they had an ice one where it was like other types just basically so they could expand the types of pinatas that would show up um so if they could do that but with the technology of having it all in one space if you can just terraform <laughs> an entire plot of land <laughs> that would be dope give me all of the colorful pinatas i will take them thank you goodbye
0: nice I mean, as predicted, we both knew that she was oh, going to say Viva Vignetta. So I'm glad we just got that very predictable one out of the way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now um, shock me. Shock me with
2: that deviant behavior. Okay. something
0: I don't know. Here's a game that I've been pining for. And I think with all of the cross-platform stuff happening, now is the time to bring it back. Where is Peggle 3? Oh, Peggle! Where is it? I want Peggle so bad. I love the Peggle franchise. I know that the last thing we got was was Peggle Blast, but it was kind of like a piss-poor substitute after Peggle 2, which was like a perfection of a game. Do you think they're
2: just like we can't we can't we can't beat
0: that? I don't no (laughs) I hopefully they can so like PopCap has obviously been working on the Plants vs. Zombies franchise the Garden Warfare uh, franchise has done really well on console they have uh, Welcome to Neighborville I believe is the latest installment which you may or may not have played because it was in beta last fall and they've been doing updates for it it's been kind of like quietly chugging chugging along on console but I as much as I enjoy the Plants vs. Zombies franchise like I really want Peggle because it's such a fun puzzle game that has great humor and the gameplay was just so satisfying. The way that they would make you chase for high scores. It's rare that a game gets you so hooked that you quit a level the moment you make a mistake. You're like, nope, I'm not going to get it. Got to start over. Nope, not going to get it. I'm gonna start over. Mm-hmm. And we all have played those games where you're chasing that perfect score and Peggle was so good at it and what I really loved about what they did with Peggle Two is that they introduced these different characters who had different power-up abilities and you would have to specifically use their power-ups in certain levels to get the high scores and then they would give you the opportunity to kind of hot swap between characters in certain levels and I just don't know why they haven't made more I mean I'm looking at the release dates here Peggle Blast was originally released in 2014 for crying out loud
1: I'm so sad what they did with the mobile version of Peggle though I know Such such a a bummer, (laughs) bummer, bummer deal. So, before we get into the, I don't want any comments from people. Pagel 2 was a timed exclusive for Xbox, so we're gonna count it. Waving my finger at you commenters, but you know, I love Pagel, that was such a fun game. I'm not really one for puzzle games. Oh my god, my dad loved that game so much. He would actually get so into it that he would start kicking his feet up when he played the crab guy, you know, when you have like the flippers and you have to bounce the balls around. Would yeah, like actually, like kick his like feet in the air, Thinking and that video. it would help. Yeah, like yeah. It, like it would help. Which you I mean he's also the guy who jumps while playing Mario?
0: So that's adorable. I mean, you yeah, know, sometimes. Yeah, but I just think that where we're at now with how far advanced smartphone gaming has come since Peggle Blast which was originally released, and how people are playing on multiple devices and there's cloud saves and where we're going with streaming. It just seems like a game like Peggle would fit on virtually every device you could possibly play video games on. I'm like, I mean, Nintendo could even take it as an exclusive because it would be such a perfect switch game. I'm like, could you why imagine? isn't anybody doing this? Make it Apple Arcade exclusive for all I care. No, know Apple is spending money on games for arcade. Like, they've got millions of dollars they are handing out to devs to make stuff for Apple. Like, I don't care if it's an Apple Arcade exclusive. Like, let's go. I just want more Peggle.
1: Oh, my God. And Nintendo, though, if Nintendo did it, they could bring in some of the iconic Nintendo characters. That would be so much
0: fun. It would be. But I don't know if EA is on board for that. I mean, it's... it's disappointing to me when there is a franchise that clearly was successful i mean granted it didn't like light the world on fire it wasn't like the best selling game ever but it was pretty universally well received mm-hmm. by both fans and critics alike and it was a super fun game i just don't know why you wouldn't keep making something that was so good I mean, they
2: stopped making portal That's I
0: know. Well, that's Valve. I mean, they stopped making games except for Dota. But just as a reminder, if you guys are like, "What the heck is Peggle? What are we even talking about?" Oh my goodness! If you've never played it, um, essentially it's like a it's like a plinko game. It's like a pinball cross plinko where. You aim a little silver ball at all of these pegs and the goal is to hit as many pegs as possible and get as many points by hitting specialty pegs and then there's power-ups and specialty ways you can aim uh, the ball in the different levels and there's all these different patterns of pegs and it's just super fun and addictive and great and if you've never played it, Get Peggle 2 specifically was my favorite.
1: And go on YouTube and look at the Peggle 2 announcement video.
2: Yeah. Like I was, um. uh, that was such a fun time.
1: <laughs> uh, that's a great pick. I would like to bring back Twisted Metal
2: Rip. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I was I had a feeling. I was like, I think Brittany's gonna talk about twisted oh, metal. Oh, of
1: course I am. I this game needs to come back. So the first twisted metal release in nineteen ninety five, and then the next year was just... no no, nineteen ninety five, yeah. And then you had twisted metal two, twisted metal three through four, and then it went into black in two thousand one and it it's kind of been trying to find its footing with the last installment in 2002 I believe and since then it's just kind of been like bleh. there was there were supposed to be PS3 games but those fell through and in researching this I guess there's a PlayStation Productions has sealed the deal on a twisted metal series a TV series
2: A show? Yeah, I think I heard something about that. I
1: think we were in London or near or something when this broke. I don't know, but I somehow I think I missed this unless I just don't remember it. But I saw that and I was like, oh my god! So, Twisted Metal is a vehicular combat game, and the idea is that you have an array of like maybe ten to fourteen characters to choose from, and each character has their own special ability and their own pros and cons. For example, I always liked playing Hammerhead, which was like a monster truck car. And that car was great because he had good armor, but um, not so great because he was really slow. My dad's favorite character, because this is a game my dad and I played all the time, specifically Twisted Metal 2. It was Axel, and it's a dude, and he has his arms out. Like, they're axles, <laughs> but his arms are the axles. I think that's how cars work.
2: But the wheels are... So <laughs> I mean, you don't usually use your arms, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so the right. axle
0: holds the tires.
2: Yeah. Right, yes. right. Yeah,
1: okay, yeah. So his arms are the axles, and then on each side of his arms where his hands should be are two huge tires. So axle twisted the middle, too. Look it up if I'm, like, not explaining this well. It's kind of hard to explain. It's just- it just
2: sounds like the creepy people in <laughs> Wizard of Oz that would roll around with their hands on motorcycle or not motorcycles, with the skate hands. But out as tires instead.
1: Yeah, sure. That.
2: Um, (laughs) She has no idea what you're talking about. No, I don't. Oh, man. I can't wait for someone to tweet me and be like, I got that reference. Those things are so creepy. Yeah,
1: you always (laughs) get a handful of those. Anywho, yeah. So the idea of Tristan Metal is that you have all these cars and they are participating in a tournament. Because if they win the tournament, you get to have one wish granted by this being named Calypso. And he can somehow grant any wish you want. And so
2: it's just kind of a is he a genie, but is he a genie? Uh,
1: maybe he kind of has, I think he has like an epic pointy beard. If I'm re- remembering correctly, that's kind of like reminiscent of a genie, right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll do. Maybe in Steimer's canon, he can be a genie, uh, mm-hmm. but it's just so much fun to play with other people. I guess the concern I would have is if this game were to come back, it would come back as like a free to play battle royale something 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 which can be done well as we've seen in with other battle royales or it could just be not good it could it just could be really bad really gross and I'm worried that would happen but I think this game would make for the perfect arena game like that I also would love to see a campaign come back because again Twisted Metal 2 which I think is the best that's why my dad and I played it. and You would just go through level through level and you'd work together as a team. So it'd be like you two versus like six other cars. And it was fun to go through the levels and find the best hiding spots, find the best sniping spots. You'd learn where all the health was, where all the special abilities was, were. And then you could even like hack store the game. Well, not really. It's a code that's built into the game. And you learn the code by falling off a rooftop. And then in the city lights, the, the code's spelt out. Anyway, it's a code for a big Big card named Minion, and he's a big tank, and I was always him. Anyway, I'm rambling. Super fun game, and they, I don't think they make anything like this anymore, and I would love to see it come back. I don't know if it will, though. That makes me sad.
0: Well, I, if it came back, I doubt that David Jaffe would be involved yeah. because he's turned into a YouTuber that has very specific. And sometimes very controversial and edgy opinions about things that I'm like, oh, you seem not great. Why are you talking about that weird thing? Mm -hmm. Maybe he made a video about me and it was not friendly. (laughs) Maybe I
2: forgot about that. Maybe that
0: happened. Why did you do that, David Jaffe? I thought we were cool. Apparently we're not cool. So, um, but does it mean that that franchise is gone because he wouldn't be involved or that maybe even that he would not, that he wouldn't be, or that he would be, I don't involved. even know if he was involved
1: in the, I don't know if he was involved even in the later entries. I'd have to, Oh, I think he was. Yeah, he was. I think I was reading quotes from him about the PlayStation three versions. Anyway, let me know if I'm wrong. I know someone will and a great game, really, really fun, but it's been dead for a very long time, but apparently we're getting a show, so that'll be interesting
2: yes it will <laughs> that's a word for it yeah. um okay steimer what's your <laughs> next pick i mean it it's not gonna happen because i already kind of mentioned but like i think honestly most of the things from valve not I'm even talking about half-life but Portal. another portal would portal, be great yes. like another um left for dead would be fun yeah like they're not they're not making those <laughs> They're not so, making the Vinja games. There is no hope of them happening, but it doesn't matter. This is whatever, pie in the sky. Yeah. Like those games were really fun, and I liked both of them and they were quality experiences. You know, Portal for the first person puzzler element, and then just the humor of Portal is amazing. Yes. And the storytelling, oh, top notch. And then obviously the fun co op elements of Left For Dead are super creepy, which Brittany always likes. I don't usually like that part, but I'm okay with it because there's other people there. I feel a little bit more secure. And, uh, you know, just running through those weird, w- creepy maps and trying to figure out, like, oh, wait, do you hear
1: that? Did oh, so cry, good. <laughs> okay. Nobody bother her. Yeah, no. And then someone always does. <laughs> just so like, like real life. Don't
2: bother the crying girl. Leave her alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking sneak past. It's kind of good Get advice you in Chalupa. general.
1: Unless like someone really needs help, if someone's just bawling on the side of the street, maybe they want to be left alone. Maybe they need help. I don't know.
2: That's true. I don't
0: know. Um, but yeah, I think she Portal might kill you is. If you look at her. I mean, yeah, but that's not that's not a good thing to happen. But it's interesting because like those are two very different franchises, yes. and I think like a game like Portal seems like it would be such a a layup for Valve to bring back and. Obviously, it would require substantial resources, but not maybe as extensive as a game like Left for Deadwood because of that multiplayer aspect and how that just inherently requires a bigger team to to manage to and test, to balance. Yeah. Um, but I think that Portal is one of the all-time greatest franchises ever created, and it's sad that that game has been dormant or that franchise has been dormant for so long, knowing that Valve has the resources. More than enough resources to make those to make both of those games. Quite frankly, they have the staff to do it, and they have the resources to hire more staff um, if they need to. But it's sad. But yeah, it would be great if it came back. But Jeez. it's not. I don't no. know if, if it's ever going to. No, might be dead forever. Rip. Rip. Um, Another franchise I would like to see come back that we haven't heard from in quite some time is the Resistance franchise Mm -hmm. from Insomniac Games. Mm -hmm. So if you guys never played Resistance, it's a first person shooter and third person shooter um, series developed by Insomniac and published by Sony. These were PlayStation exclusives. The series takes place in an alternate history in the 1950s in which an alien civilization known as the Chimera have invaded and conquered Earth, expanding their armies by capturing humans and transforming them into monster-like super soldiers to fight for them. The player takes the role of one of the remaining human armed forces as they fight against the Chimera invasion. Um, The series is noted for its both conventional and futuristic weaponry, reflecting Insomniac's previous work in the Ratchet & Clank series, That comes from Wikipedia. So I really enjoyed Resistance because this... I started playing Resistance when I was really just getting into shooters for the first time. So like the mid-2000s, mid to late 2000s, early 2010s. So Resistance 3, which was the last mainline game, uh, came out on September 6, 2011. Mm. Then there was the PSP game uh, Resistance Retribution, which was in... 2009 so even earlier than that and then the Burning Skies happened on the Vita in 2012 and that I believe was the last Resistance to be released so it's been quite some time obviously Insomniac still making lots of video games maybe they're a little busy with Spider-Man I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure Sony and PlayStation have gone and been like "Yo, so Spider-Man PS4 did really well for us maybe you just make Spider-Man 2 and we never re- revisit Resistance again but What I think would be beneficial going into PlayStation 5 is that Sony has always historically lacked compelling shooters that were exclusively first party that they've had partnerships with major shooters obviously call of duty being their primary shooter partnership at the moment but going into the new generation they keep tidying out how powerful the hardware is it's like i would love to see resistance come back i think insomniac is now part of the sony family you know they got bought by playstation last year so bring it back it's time. It makes me sad because it means no more
2: Sunset Overdrive.
0: Aww. Oh, it's because Microsoft owns that IP, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Sorry. Well, really it could it. mean Sunset Overdrive comes back if somebody else were to make it. But at this point, like why, why would they? Nah. Why would they bring Don't it back? Bother. Underrated that game. But um, I really liked the sci-fi dark overtones of the Resistance franchise. I thought that they did fantastic work with atmosphere building and immersion while making it really kind of scary and frightening, but not making it feel like a horror game, it felt more like suspense thriller in the same way that the Metro franchise does.
2: And see, I never played them because, to me, they looked too intimidating, too scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what I, I was like. Mm, I don't know if I want to go over there.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I want to go that way. I played, <laughs> I, I played Fall of Man. I think in two thousand seven or something. I Think it was that I played it. And and unlike Simer, I was into it because of the creepy, like, the cover had the helmet and, like, the three eye sockets on it. I was like, oh, this looks
0: interesting. Yeah, they were so good at doing these cool, like, set piece moments and really making you feel like you were in this alternative history. And I think it's a really cool franchise and it's time to come back as now. But I doubt that it's going to because, as I mentioned, not only is – Insomniac probably working on Spider-Man 2, but they have all of these VR projects that they've been working on over the last several years as well, in addition to some some smaller titles um, um into the Deep, I believe was the name of their okay. kind of smaller almost metroidvania like title that they did I think uh, it was with uh Song um, of the Deep. Song of the Deep, that's it. Uh with um Game Trust, GameStop's former publishing arm. And I just don't I'm not holding my breath, but I think if any time to bring back a Sony first party game that is now truly 100% first party, now is the time. Play do something. it, you coward. Think about, now think is the about time it. time for now. Yeah. Do it, yeah. do
1: it. Okay, so my next one is Silent Hill. So but I've never finished a Silent Hill game. I've only played. Bits what? And pieces. Really? Yeah, well, because here's the thing love Resident Evil growing up, but something about Silent Hill just felt so dark and scary that I was like... Didn't litter- like the fog. Yeah, the fog's part of you it. because grew up
2: in... Could have been the mannequins walking already, around trying to kill me. There's fog everywhere. <laughs> and so we're always like, oh no... <laughs> it's, it's time. i know
1: you look outside if i see fog i think of persona and i think of silent hill like both of uh-huh them just,
2: like, i would rather i think i'd rather go the persona route yeah probably <laughs> even though some fucked up shit happens i, I in know game, right too.
1: <laughs> yeah no silent hill something about it i mean the zombies were terrifying in resident evil but in silent hill you have like mannequin legs sewn on together like scrambling around you got crazy nurse no, mannequin things and other things going no. on so fun story when i was oh i don't know how old i was fifth no not even 15 maybe like 14 my my not my boyfriend, but my crush Andy came over, and he brought Silent Hill. And we were only allowed oh to play it in my room with the door open. But that was our little date as so we played Silent Hill. And then I never played it again. It was Silent Hill too. <laughs> Did you like, see him again? uh Yeah, I went to middle school and okay. high school with him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, but like on a date or was that done? Was that it? For oh, you? that that
1: was kind of it. I was like. <laughs> Isle sc- Hill is garden, not a
2: good first garden date garden for confirm. life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know
1: what? I'm going to say something really stupid and really shallow because I was a kid. It's okay. I was kind of grossed out by his feet. I was like. <laughs>
2: I remember okay. also don't take your shoes off on the first
0: date. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I mean, yeah. I you are going to keep your socks off. But is that something that you would like overlook later on down the line? Let's say he never took his shoes off for like the first like five or six dates. Or if you had like a makeout, like like it was uh-huh. dark, you never saw his feet. And then it's like, dark. you like, you, do, like, go, his feet you like go to the beach or something on like date six or seven. And then you're like really into this guy. <laughs> and then he takes his shoes off and he's got like these weird ass feet. Like, what do you okay.
2: do? No. <laughs> <laughs> because by that point you have already invested into the person. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, he's got some weird feet, but he's pretty cool. And yeah. you probably don't care as much. It's when it's the first date. But here's the and thing. And you don't have any investment in this person, and his, you're like, Nope. His goodbye. Feet, his feet were <laughs> fine. His feet were fine. Hands. Like
1: he's a very successful
2: man now. We're Get still friends the, on <laughs> Facebook. But <We're> the <laughs> eject button. <laughs> Wait, your friends on Facebook? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna hack into your Facebook account. I'm gonna be like, you have weird feet, <laughs> no, and then I'm going thing. to leave. His feet are oh, fine. No. Don't I, don't I was just like <laughs> randomly troll the guy. No. Oh my god. I wouldn't. I'm gonna have to I do. Mean, I'm gonna have do to do it be I was now. very drunk, but that's okay. It.
1: Let oh. me redeem myself. His feet were fine. I was okay. just a really weird, awkward kid who was afraid of feelings and emotions. You were, we're just just looking so, for.
0: You were looking for an excuse. Exactly. I was looking and for an excuse. Attached to the feet.
1: My first real boyfriend I got when I was 16, and he was my boyfriend until I was like 21. I could not say the word boyfriend for a week. Like, so. A week's not that long. No, but I mean, I was like. I thought hey, you were he- going to say long. Well, no, I was like, he's my book. And it was official. We've been like to get. So all I'm saying is I was looking for
2: any reason. You have commitment issues, married woman. That's what you I saying. don't anymore.
1: I've matured. timer. Anywho, silent. Oh, no. No, so, good. So, <laughs> so anyway, I, I won't if Jason had disgusting feet, I wouldn't divorce him. It's it's okay. I can look past it now. There's more important things. Woo!
2: Jason what, wipes yeah, how, his brow in it the display. hilarious if like this whole time you've never seen his feet because you have this phobia now attached to it. You're like, I can't, I can never see your feet. Please always it wear would socks. be
0: problematic considering how often you guys go to tropical locations. That's, oh what, I know. Just I think plastic feet. <laughs> No, that's worse. <laughs> that's totally
1: worse. Wear socks on the beach. Oh, God. Anywho, so yes, I've never played much or finished a Silent Hill game. And I even tried just a couple years ago, but it didn't age well. I was like, meh. So I'd love to see a new game in this franchise with today's technology and blah, blah, blah. So our friend. Aesthetic gamer, the one we are talking about earlier with the Resident Evil news, also just tweeted this a few days ago. There are a couple new Silent Hill games in the works. Konami about two, Konami about two years ago reached out to various developers to pitch ideas for two Silent Hill games: one a soft reboot of the franchise, and the other an episodic Telltale slash Until Dawn style game to go along with the reboot. And we know the art director of Silent Hill two and three is working on something new. Kojima has recently talked about watching scary movies to awaken his horror soul. And those are in quotes. He called it awakening his horror soul. And there's that rumor going around again, all rumors, but yeah, all rumors that Konami and Kojima have been talking and that Konami is letting Kojima borrow the IP to make the next one. So that's kind of like Canto the latest Sanse. again. Take it all with a big grain of steimer. Like who knows if this is actually going to happen? But if I James mean, from- if he
2: needs a horror inspiration, he can just take a look inside my head. It's really? Oh, pretty, baby girl, that's pretty, dark. Pretty messed up in there.
1: But you're so beautiful and pretty.
2: I know it has nothing that to has do with the inside of my brain. I
1: know. I was just trying to think of something uplifting to say. Unrelated.
0: Totally well, maybe maybe un- steimer's last pick is uplifting. God. Oh, uh, I well, guess I just got sh- cut
1: off, but that's fine.
2: Oh, I'm so, oh, yeah, I was like, I don't know if Brittany's done. No, no, honestly, it's it, okay. This is
1: the last thing I have to say. Recently, yes, Konami continue. said that they cannot share anything at this point regarding Silent Hill, but they are listening to customer feedback and considering ways to provide the next title. So, I'm willing to bet we're going to hear something this year on Silent Hill, which would be hmm. awesome. So, maybe my what are you willing picture?
0: to bet? Shall we? I am willing to bet Afoot?
1: a bottle of alcohol. At the forty nine ninety nine value, okay, forty nine ninety nine
0: plus tax, okay, <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> I just pulled out so of my So you've got you've so got sixty dollars
0: total to spend maximum. Yes. <laughs> okay. 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 Got it. Um, cool. Okay. So the bet is that by the end of twenty twenty, Konami will have announced the next installment in the Silent Hill franchise, announced or at least teased.
1: Yeah. At least tease. So let's put a little asterisk in there. I'm
0: they will have officially confirmed they are working on something with the Silent Hill franchise. Yes. Okay, I will take that bet because okay. I don't think that they will.
2: Well, I mean, either way, you're drinking, so it's so this means if they, that so
0: things, they. So things that
2: qualify is an official teaser trailer mm-hmm.
0: or an official game announcement.
1: Or an official—it doesn't have to be about, a trailer. It could just be like, "Hey, this is a thing we're working on." Just some sort of confirmation, like a tweet. A tweet. A tweet will a suffice. Tweet will do.
2: Official confirmation an call? that uh, <laughs> yes, a
1: game is happening,
0: <laughs> not just like "more to come" because that they've already announced like they, that the franchise isn't dead, right? What is dead may never die.
1: Mm.
0: I want to just be clear about what we're betting on here. This is
1: getting—I just want to make sure one of us drinks at the end. You know, I we mean, can we you're can get into both the gonna drink. It's
2: going to be fine. Yeah, you are going to probably come out of the it's company true. budget. It's okay. It's okay. Sure. Yeah, it's it's good.
1: It's it's vague enough. We're good.
0: <laughs> Um one question though, before we move yeah, on. Yeah. Um are you concerned at all that the Silent Hill name is now a little bit tainted after everything that happened with Kojima and Silent Hills? Do you think that fans will still rally back to Konami or do you think that People will kind of turn their nose over it and be like, I'm not interested no matter what.
1: My guess is that if Konami announces this, but it's in partner with Kojima, then I think it'll be like, oh, my God, oh. cool. This is fucking awesome. But if they announce it. I don't I see like,
0: that happening ever if they after how it, badly that separation went.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, again, like we had nothing to go off of. It's just the the rumor is that they've been talking. But who the fuck knows, right? Um, mm. but if they announce, quit yeah, you? Silent Hill is coming back, but we're working with someone. I missed a
0: joke. Silent Hill. Is she said, I can't, it. she said, I can't quit you. <laughs> oh, She's true. not going to get it. Um, oh, that's true. She's never seen that movie.
1: No, I've seen that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I did see that with my mom in theaters. Aha. Brokeback
0: Mountain, everybody. Aha.
1: Anywho, but I think if, if the Konami announces it, we're doing it, but with a different partner or internally or whatever, then I think people will be like, boo, fuck you. They'll be like, no. Yeah.
0: We say nope.
1: We say no, 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 no. Okay, I'm done.
2: Okay. Steimer, your last pick. Last pick is, again, something that will never happen, at least for the foreseeable future, but it's fine. Um, Honestly, I want BioWare to either revive knights of the old republic which ah. they can do technically Since there was a rumor EA. about thank you in a room actually. or jade empire because no one ever talks about the game oh you're right i haven't <laughs>
1: heard about the game in a long time
2: i mean like since the since the release it's just like was an abandoned franchise but got fucking like almost perfect scores across the board like it was a great game but they were just like man we'll just throw that in the trash i don't know <laughs> Dang, <laughs> it's just so strange to me. But um, I do hope that a new co tour is on the way because I think that that would be awesome, okay. and I think fans would be stoked.
0: Mm. There mm-hmm. has been so just to like we the reason we didn't cover the rumors in the in the news is because I think the rumors are completely unfounded and without merit. But just for like argument's sake, since the whole purpose, purpose of this segment is to talk about old franchises we just want to see revived from the dead the rumor is that the that kotor is being brought back by ea On um, the so here's just, just reading from geek.com um uh i think it's sinelix sinelix um eic uh, jordan mason posted a story to the site explaining that two independent sources had told him that a kotor remake is in the works though mason acknowledges that the site previously incorrectly reported on a kotor remake back in 2015 he also asserts that the news sources are reliable and proven having correctly predicted ewan mcgregor's involvement in disney plus's obi-wan show earlier um, and according to the story, the Koto remake is now in development at EA, with the additional scoop that it might be less of a direct retelling and more of a reimagining, both of the first game and its sequel. So here's the thing: here's why I think that this is completely bogus, because EA botched their chance with Star Wars games, and I doubt that Lucasfilm and Disney want to greenlight something to be made. Obviously, we all really enjoyed Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn, mm-hmm. but that was in development before the fiasco with Battlefront 2 happened. And I think that knowing the conversations that were rumored to be happening around everything that happened post that wave of nastiness that i would be shocked if disney was like yeah ea here's more here's more opportunity to to make
2: stuff i don't remember how long (laughs) their license was for that is a great question let's look and see if we can find that uh, yeah i'm like wait i don't remember when they first of all i don't remember when they announced it because my brain is I don't know
0: if they ever did
2: announce it. They they definitely did. They were like, we are now Star Wars. Uh, Uh, uh."
1: EA signed a 10-year deal with Disney in 2013, sewing up the license to make Star Wars
0: exclusively. 2013? So that's, so technically, that's so much longer ago than I thought. (laughs) I think that, so that means obviously it's up in 2023, which means hypothetically any game that they would be making would already be underway if it's down for a 2023 release if we're talking about triple A games and like, let's yeah. be honest, EA isn't making something that isn't a triple A game unless it's specifically designed for mobile, but Disney already has a bunch of other partners that makes mobile titles for them. So I don't know why they would specifically go to EA for that, but you know, I'm not privy obviously to their discussions, despite the fact that my husband does work for Disney disclaimer. If you guys forgot, um, Yeah. Um, that is part of the business that he runs um, as far as doing business development and, and licensing. Um, but he doesn't let me in on his business calls Spoilers. as much as I would like to eavesdrop, you know, he doesn't allow that, which is for the best for both of us. So let's see here. Um, this Reddit thread his list is list is titled EA is not letting Bioware make a new nights of the Old Republic game. Aww. Um, the Reddit thread was posted a year ago. And it says BioWare is currently busy with Anthem and Dragon Age 4, which I mean, yeah, was we true new. Yeah. So I, I would actually be shocked if BioWare had the bandwidth. That's what I'm saying, it's not a thing Couture. that it would
2: happen cuz I just don't think the studio has enough people yeah. to pull it off at this point. Um they do have other projects that they're working on, but it, that doesn't mean that it wouldn't be great. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I th- I vividly remember going to E3 and covering the last time they announced Kotor and released stuff at the EA booth back when EA had a booth at E3. They
1: had the squishiest um, carpet. They
0: really they did. Really did. So oh, gosh. Gosh. They had such a fancy, large booth with that blue all these different fancy sections. And it was right there in the front of the South Hall. So right when you walked in, it was just like electronic arts. And they, had, the game. they had a sports section and then they had like their RPG section and they had like the racing game section and, it was amazing. And obviously, I've loved working with EA at EA Play, and I think EA Play is a really cool festival idea, particularly because they you know, allowed people in to play their games before EA started, or excuse me, before the ESA started selling gamer badges to E3. But I think the idea of EA ever going back to <laughs> E3 is long gone. Mm-hmm. So anyway, back to KOTOR. Knights of the Old Republic, everybody. Will it come back? Who could say? Question
1: mark. Rumors are swirling.
0: With the rise of live service games, it feels like they could pivot certain aspects of that game to really fit nicely into ongoing game development with the right dev. I mean, they have an MMO already. Star Wars, you Mm mean? I mean, I know, but like I'm talking about bringing back this game though going into because the, the whole idea was what games would be good for the new console but i feel like
2: a long time like before people were like were people being <laughs> bioware specifically when they were asking why aren't we doing more co-tours because they say you have tour. <laughs> like sorry that's why mm-hmm. it's because you're supposed to play that <laughs> like that's what you get and like i did actually play that game for quite a while and enjoyed it but not quite the same. not a game you want to jump back into though well, the problem is I worked at Bioware at the time of that game, so my e- account is attached to a Bioware email address that no longer exists. Ah. Oh. Wah, wah. Yeah. That. that. <laughs> oh, what's interesting is that um, further
0: down my Google search here, over on GameRant.com, the headline is EA apparently not letting Bioware make Knights of the Old Republic 3.
2: Oh. Oh, that's what you said before with the the Reddit the thread. Reddit thread. Mm. That was the same title as the Reddit thread.
0: Yes but I okay. didn't, I, but the Reddit you didn't click through. No, but to me, a Reddit thread is just people being, giving their opinions. It's, it's not like actual. An actual yeah. source. It's yeah. not news. And this news comes from Kotaku's Jason Schreier, who has a pretty good track record. Oh of no. having the inside track, um, who claims that BioR has tried to make Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic three happen perhaps even more than once, but the studio hasn't been given the green light. Oh, so that's probably the truth then. <laughs> yeah. All right. And do you have one more pick? Um, I do. Okay. Yes. Um, so I've talked about this pick before, <laughs> not to like pick all like EA games. <laughs> uh, my first <laughs> my... published a lot of games <laughs> they do, um, but Kingdoms of Amalur: Reckoning. Aww. Aww. It's no longer an EA game. If any consolation, now it's a, <laughs> a it's a THQ Nordic game.
2: Yeah, there oh you go. great. On, THQ Nordic buying up you, all this You know shit. that
0: publisher that owns over 200 IPs from oh, the last time I interviewed uh, THQ Nordic reps? Um, I actually really liked what they did with Darksiders Genesis. I think the game has been great, but obviously a lot of concerns with them spreading their resources too thin, buying a lot of IP and not having a lot of money left over for actual making of games because that's the real expensive part. Obviously buying the rights is part of the picture, but... Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning was an action RPG that I really loved. And it kind of came out at a time when I hadn't spent a lot of time in RPGs. I played a lot of action games, racing games, um, you know, puzzle games, but hadn't really deep dive into a lot of RPGs. This was right around the time that I super got into Skyrim Elder Scrolls V. So it came out back in 2012 and what I liked about it is that it was from fantasy novelist Ari Salvatore who you guys may or may not know Um, and I liked the way that it felt fantasy but it didn't feel like unapproachable fantasy Mm -hmm. because sometimes when you get new fantasy franchises the jargon is just too dense and it's not super nerdy. Ex- exactly it feels like it's approachable and that you didn't really need to be familiar with anything because it was it was brand new you know it was this new th- new thing and i just really loved the way that they approached um mission progression and the different areas of the world that they built out and combat and how i just liked that it was it felt like a very approachable rpg and i just really fell in love with it and i was really disappointed with how it all shook out with 38 studios and Kurt Schilling being an absolute monster of a person, and the terrible news stories that followed about like the funding of that game and blah 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 blah. And we don't need to go into like the the nitty gritty of it, but I just thought that it was such a a cool idea for a franchise that needed more legs, and so I'm glad that THQ you know saved this IP, but. I mean, this is but def- you got to do something with it. I mean, yeah, it, it, this is a big budget thing. There's a reason why this game tanked. Obviously, Shilling like had was misappropriating well, funds in a variety of
2: ways, Yeah, but- and there was also an MMO and in, in co-development code that was I think really the the sinking ship.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but I think THQ Noir could do something cool with it if if they brought it back, but I wouldn't necessarily want to see it brought back as like a double A game or like middleware. I would like to see it brought back as like oh. a full Like blown, AAA, big budget title. It'd be
1: so good. So I just recently, I never finished it. I got maybe a quarter or a third of the way through, but I played it on the Xbox One. You can get it on there through the Xbox 360 marketplace for $19.99, and it still holds up incredibly well. So if it's a game you've wanted to check out before, I would definitely recommend it.
0: Cool. I didn't realize that.
1: Yes. My final pick is a selfless pick, and it's for my grandma, um, Dark Cloud. I know. So, Dark Cloud is a level five game, and it came out in two thousand one. Dark Cloud two came out in two thousand two. Both have very good ratings on Metacritic. But they came
2: out that quickly, yeah, like in succession. That's boom,
0: boom. According, and then never again. May
1: two thousand one, November two thousand two. <laughs> according to the internet, I was only like thirteen at the time, so I don't remember. <laughs> but um, anyway, great scores on Metacritic. Like they did really good. So they should come back. You should make more. Obviously, they're also making Nino Cooney. Nino Kuni-, Kuni two is kind of like their and yokai watch i think they do yokai watch i think Yo-Kai <laughs> Quick, watch, uh-huh. level five studio question mark yes okay so they have like other franchises that they kind of focus on and dark cloud 2 has been dead for a while but this is my grandma's all dark cloud 3 yeah dark clouds yeah my grandma's all-time favorite game whenever i come over she's either playing Nino Cooney or dark cloud and i always ask her like what do you love about this game and she always responds with the same, there's just so much to do, there's so much dungeon crawling, town building, crafting, the, si- the story of it, the characters of it, and she's put literally thousands of hours into this game. She's played this game so much that the timer on the game has run out, like it just freezes.
0: <laughs> it just, it's broken. <laughs> it's just
1: broken, because she, yeah, she's yeah she gone way far in a... Time yeah. has
2: no meaning here. It has
1: no meaning here, and every... And I'm not exaggerating. Every time I see her, she asks if I've heard anything more on Dark Cloud. And
2: Aww. sadly, like,
1: no. Sweet I mean, baby
0: squirrel. No, <laughs> it makes me
1: so sad. Recently, as of 2017, I think Level 5 said they would be interested in doing a Dark Cloud 3, but, you know, these rumors are just that rumors, right? Um, thankfully, yeah. she does love Nino Cooney, and she is obsessed with that game. That's her second favorite Ni no game. Nino
2: Cooney is a great game. Yeah.
1: Um, the first one is like her, oh my God, all time. Well, I think it's Dark Cloud, then Nino Cooney, Kuni, the first one, and then the other ones fall after that. But, yeah, if we could just get something back for PlayStation 5, that would be freaking awesome. Please do it for my grandma. She's a sweet old lady, and she loves her video games.
0: <laughs> Did she get into any other JRPGs besides oh, that one? Like, oh. like a Bravely Default, maybe? Or... Oh, no,
1: she's been playing video games since uh, the NES. So she's played all the NES RPGs, Super Nintendo, Breath of Fires, Chrono Trigger... Uh, Final Fantasies, all the Breath of Fires, like any game you can think of that's a JRPG, she's probably played it.
0: Though that's her. No, bread I mean and like butter. more re- more recent ones though. Oh,
1: recent. Um, yeah, she loves the new Dragon Quest. She's been playing that for a oh, bit. Oh, Dragon
0: Quest Eleven. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh,
1: is it eleven? Yeah, it's eleven. Um, I that's two. where we're at now. We're
2: like, is that the number? Yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah. number. I was like, it's is that so There's many? So,
1: so many. Uh, she's looking forward to the Final Fantasy VII remake. I think that'll be the next games she like plays but I think for her it's just easier to go back to the games that she knows by heart so all those sure. old school games where she has all the systems down pat that they're pretty cut and dry because you know most JRPGs back then are almost the same in the way they, they play um, today can be a little bit more different like there's more bells and whistles and systems that can be a little much for her to comprehend but as long as it's kind of PS2 and before or if it's going to be like the turn based version of Final Fantasy 7 remake easy peasy so that's why she tends to stick to some of the older titles, but yeah, she's a she's a G, literally.
0: She is a G. We got to get her on the show sometime, Britt. I would,
1: I would love to make that happen if I could. When that Dark Cloud awesome.
0: Three gets announced, we're play oh on my your god, grandma. I'll have to record tell Grandma reaction that, if that, that ever she's got to come on the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, awesome. Well, this has been a really fun conversation. So, thanks to um, our fantastic Patreon community for voting this as something that we should discuss. Um, It's always fun to kind of take a, a stab at what we'd like to see um, make it happen you cowards mm. all of you make all the games happen <laughs> all of them just make more why wouldn't you just make more it's easy right
1: game development is easy oh so easy <laughs> who do
0: I have to pay to make Peggle happen oh my god I think PopCap <laughs> okay PopCap let's talk um, that's gonna do it for our show for this week uh, if you guys want to vote on our segment for next month patreon.com slash what's good games is where you sign up for membership Uh, A big thank you again to everybody. We hope that you guys have a fantastic weekend and we'll see you next week. Bye.